0: All right, you doing this or am I?
1: I can do it. Let's do this. All right.
0: Go for it. Whenever you're ready. Cool.
1: guardians it's september 27th and 26th 2017 and you're listening to ghost stories a destiny 2 podcast this is episode 56 and it has been so long since you last heard from us we got a little lost in the vex time stream some of us were flooded with work one of us was literally flooded then it happened destiny 2 hit and we all took some time to enjoy the game play and explore so that all added up to way more than a month between episodes, and we're sorry. But we're back here today! We're here with the shiny new Destiny 2 tucked neatly under our belts and a whole lot more lore to bring you. We're gonna talk about the game, what we thought, and all our opinions on almost every aspect of it as we strap in and begin this journey together again. So I am your fire team leader this time, rather than the usual x ray. I am bit Pop, a Sherbet Pop, and with me today we have. Drop slash Amir, drop right. slash. How are you doing?
2: I wish everything that I said from this moment forward was in Asher Amir's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Me you too. Could, you
1: could imitate it.
2: He is my new favorite person. Uh, not, I don't love him more than Toland, but at least he's around and I can listen to him.
3: Uh,
1: but yeah,
2: lots of, lots of Destiny, uh, lots of running missions and quests and writing things down and taking notes it's like. Did a full playthrough with my normal crew on my hunter and just played the game and been leveling up, and then I took my two extra characters, my uh, Titan and my Warlock, and I've been using them to pay closer attention to the story and do things and make observations, and you know, without without the grimoire as a a solid sort of you know stationary piece of uh, writing that we can reference, we gotta sort of keep all these notes ourselves, so. But, yeah, lots of. I'm excited to talk about Destiny 2. There's been a lot of interesting things, both game wise and both, especially lore wise. There's a lot of interesting things happening. So.
1: Yeah. And also with me is Gabble Safe. Gabble Ratchet, how are you doing?
4: Um, I just gave Lakshmi 160 faction tokens. <laughs> and she nice. still will not unass gloves or a freaking bond. And I'm a little upset about it.
1: Oh, really? That
4: sucks. (laughs) I have like 15 of every other item and not a single gloves or bond. That's what
2: happens when you go to Burger King and you get the kids' meal. You (laughs) don't always get the prize you want.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I want the (laughs)
4: gloves. I'm I'm looking at three hand cannons blinking at me in my inventory, and I'm just like, why? Why?
0: The C stands for can't. (sighs)
1: <laughs> and that was X from K X ray who thank thank you for letting me take over the intro. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, um doing good. I'm having fun. I haven't played nearly as much as everyone else. I've been been busy with with the uh, life and stuff around here, but I'm uh I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm having a good time taking my time and doing things my way and not getting in a big rush. I've done some I haven't done the raid yet, done some nightfalls, um, get out there and just run around and look for new stuff and paying attention to the landscape and, and what's happening. It's, it's good. It's a good time. Um, I don't know. It, it's, I, it's, I'm, I just started farming some coins tonight. So, uh, dead orbit is the only orbit by the way. Uh, I don't think, uh, get over it. Uh, I already have a 305 DO cloak that I wear. Wah, wah. Um, but but yeah, no, I'm having a good time, and, I'm, and it was, it was, it's been a long time since I've been on an episode where I didn't do the intro, because usually when someone else does the intro, it's because I'm not here, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> I felt a little, it felt, it felt strange. I'm like, I feel like I lost my job.
1: No, it's okay. You've just handed over the the wheel of the good ship Ghost Stories for now a you, while. You're still you're still supervising.
0: You deserved it because I mean you took the initiative to get a document going and say, "Hey guys, <laughs> let's record." And we're like, "Oh, come on, mom," but uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's. I mean, it's so I yeah. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that you you got us in here and we're doing this because it's uh it's been too long. I missed I missed recording and I missed talking to you guys especially. Uh, Gabby and I ran. Gosh, I think you and I played together the first Lunch? night. Yeah, launch yeah. night. And that's it. Then you you dumped me cuz you like power leveled way past <laughs> me and then... You had to sleep or something? I don't know what your well, problem. Was. Yeah, it's like like I played I played with you for for I don't know, probably 3 hours that first night yeah. was all and I'm like, "Okay, I got to go to bed. I got to be up in like 2 hours." And I went to bed and I woke up and got to work and had a little break and checked uh
4: I was still playing
0: checked yeah and and you were like leaps and bounds ahead of me i'm like well great <laughs> so then i gotta oh. i'm either have to find other people low light to play with or just solo it and i soloed through the story which i'm glad i did i and i i like i've always i've always kind of done that when i get a new game is just jump in and run the the story solo first and massive. then i'll yeah and then i'll play through it again eventually on the harder modes and and if there is, there is there a
1: difficulty.
0: Well, you can't play any of the, the story mode over again, can you?
1: Uh, you can uh, with Ikoras, yeah, with Ikoras,
0: with uh, yeah, meditations or whatever. Lame, um, but uh, They're a little bit tougher though, so that's nice, yeah, yeah, that's true, but still, yeah, we were though, like,
1: saying we wish those um, we wish those reset daily so you could just do a new like because I want to play more story <laughs> once you've done those for the week, you can't do them again. So I saying, like, oh come on, Ikora.
2: Nope. Also
1: Gating. I want I want the gear that she has, so For
2: what class? She
4: she drops the, the uh, gear hunter. you're wearing at the very beginning of the game, right?
1: Yeah, yes. I know. Yeah. So and I, I liked it. it. It was pretty and the stuff I have is all wrecked and I want new stuff.
4: But <laughs> you want the, the, the thing is
1: you need seven flower. you need seven tokens to um do one level with her. Yeah to get one engram to get a chance at a piece of armor.
3: That's and
1: right. it's And each meditation will give you three tokens.
2: Sometimes she has that daily do five challenges. Yeah,
1: thing. if she has the challenges, I think that gets you three tokens as well. But it's still a max of like 12 a week, guess, yeah. something like that. And that's All like right. a level and almost another at a chance of it. So I gave up on that armor dream pretty quick. We live. <laughs> we
2: live in a giant arcade now get tokens, put in machine, pull lever, see what you get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jackpot.
1: trading all my tickets.
0: Yeah. That's right.
4: How, how many tickets for the stuffed unicorn? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Wait, uh, for maybe a stuffed unicorn. Maybe a stuffed unicorn. May- yeah. <laughs> or one of yeah, 20 like other things.
1: It's a blind prize Hang hey, on, hang on, hang on.
4: Before we, before we... <laughs> get too far down that. Because everybody's going to think we hate the game if we actually talk about tokens.
0: Someone tweeted us about that today saying we hated the game. <sighs> did you see that? You put a I lot did. of time into this thing for hating this game. I know, right? <laughs> I think that I, I don't have the... I'm going to find that tweet because I'm going to give this guy credit to Because we've been called out a few times on this and it's, it's kind of funny um, to me. Just uh, because obviously we all play the game a lot. So we don't hate the game. We absolutely don't hate the game. We love the game or we wouldn't even want to talk about it. And we wouldn't be playing it. Um, but, oh man, I got that new iOS 11 update or whatever it is. And my phone has been going wonky as shit. Um,
1: <laughs> we pick it apart though. So it seems like we don't like it.
0: Yeah, but that's our that's our thing though. I mean, that's, that's kind of...
1: We pick it apart out of love. We point out the mistakes out of love for the game.
0: <laughs> Here we go. It's a. Uh, X-Ray, you're recording the whole call. Am I doing what? Are you recording the whole call?
2: Yeah. For some reason, my audio recording says zero KB.
0: Sweet. Lame. And now we're, it's not recording. That's okay. We'll just use the. Okay. If the audio sounds bad, it's because we're going to use a Skype call for this one. So, yeah. All right. No big
2: deal. It'd be fine.
0: That's why. That's why we back it up. Okay. That's why we do. I'm recording.
2: That. Well, then I stop recording on it, and it says 15 minutes and 33 seconds, which seems right.
0: But I think if you go back and play it, it's probably going to be blank. I think it, you use QuickTime, right? Yeah. Yeah, that happened to me one day, and I was not happy. But okay. Um, well, I just start.
2: I just started a new recording, so everything past this point will
0: be. Well, so audio. so on Twitter today, uh, Mr. Case underscore Race said, "Caught up on Ghost Stories. Great show." Shame how picky and negative you guys are about the beta. Hopefully you're enjoying the real game. <laughs> so, I mean, we get little comments like that all the time. Uh but we love the game. We're going to You know, it's one of those things though I think that we love it so much that the the little things stick out like a just a huge sore thumb, you know. It's just like, "Oh my gosh, this one thing just it's not ruining it, but oh, it just seems like such a huge deal to us because we are fans." um whereas the the more casual players aren't gonna really care about the little inconsistencies and things but that's what our job is so we're gonna keep doing it out of love and,
2: and i realize i've had people reach out to me too be like oh man you're you seem like you're super down in the game and it's super negative and it's and i've been trying with this upcoming season of ghost stories i've been trying really hard to i'm aware of that i'm trying to not make this like everything wrong with destiny like uh, <laughs> yeah. but part of it is like i just i notice these things and there's when i play through it's it's hard for me to divorce myself from paying so close attention that i pick up on these things it's just the way that i play games uh so i'm gonna try and find a maybe a gentler way to express some of these things uh but moving forward i'm gonna try not to be like Rare, this is wrong and that's wrong and they're stupid <laughs> and this is wrong and that i mean I well, kinda uh, want I'm if a... I can get Asher Mira's voice actor to come on and read my script for me, then I'll
0: do that. <laughs> hey, we gotta set some goals for, for uh Destiny two podcast interviews. We need to get That's some right. more people in here. I oh, love yeah. I love interviews, so we gotta get people on.
1: Yeah, to to be fair with the, the whole negative thing, I think part of the problem is that in the last few episodes we've been doing the the dragged out tail end of Destiny One where the lore just wasn't as good. Yeah and there wasn't as much in it and so we couldn't get excited about things and really dig into some interesting story and connections all we had was the things to point out that was wrong and so we weren't balancing the good and the bad like we have in previous things where it's been like this is wrong but this is exciting and so there's been a lack of balance and to be fair in defense of that tweet we ripped the beta to shreds yeah (laughs) Yeah. like that (laughs) out of all the episodes like Negative, in general, but the beta one in particular, we were quite uh, harsh on. with, now, with, with reason, but no, that... <laughs> okay.
4: But, but so, so then we can establish real quick, right? Is, is there we all played Vanilla Destiny one or no? I don't actually know when everybody started. Yeah, I did. I started. Yeah, yeah I started right at launch. Okay, so Vanilla Destiny two leaps and bounds better than Vanilla Destiny one.
1: So much, yeah.
4: Okay, like it is a much better product. There's some stuff that's still weird. There's some really wacky like, oh, that's so bungee things like this coin, (laughs) like this token farming that we've all been doing today. Like, (laughs) welcome to Queen's Wrath year one. Like, it's so weird that something like this was allowed to exist. Or um, hey. like the fact
2: that I can take Crown Splitter and jump off the top of Artifact Edge, <laughs> use the heavy thing, fall eighty-five thousand feet and take no damage. But when I jump into the Pyramidian for five feet, I stub my toe and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: there's there's some <laughs> funny little hiccups <laughs> that comes with a new game and that new is, things and testing and.
4: But I mean, you know, just as an overall package, like it's really fun.
1: Oh, so good.
4: Yes.
0: So and, and real quick, too, on the, on the flip side of the whole, you know, not everybody that listens comes at oh, you guys must hate the game. That's not, that's not at all what we're saying. We get people that do point out that we do sound kind of down on it sometimes. But on the flip side, we get a lot of people that say, oh, thank you so much for saying that because I thought that, but I didn't know if it was just me. You know what I mean? Because sometimes people are like, I don't want to, you know, you can't go into the community and say anything bad about the game. You'll get torn to shreds and blackballed, and nobody'll talk to you. It seems like it's it's the weirdest thing. You have to be super nice if you're in the Destiny community, or otherwise you're just not part of it. Um, whatever. So it's it's like we get people that want that that feel the same way there as they're they're to have just as much passion for the game and for the little things that stick out. They're like, oh man, that one thing just doesn't fit it doesn't work that way it doesn't it doesn't work like that the universe has expressed that this is the way it is and then right here they totally just backtracked on it and people people see that and because we're pointing i think that's what draws a lot of listeners in too is because they know that we're being honest and sincere and trying to make sure we're we're telling the whole truth so to speak
2: i just want to say uh so for destiny one i have 2,789 hours played with no deleted characters. Uh, And right now in Destiny 2, I have 152 hours with no deleted characters. Uh, I don't hate play games. (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't put in that much time uh, if I hated the game. I would go find something else. I would start a Dark Souls podcast or something. Yes, I know. (laughs) Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I just, whenever I notice things, I notice things I don't like. Uh, and sometimes I, I just get on a tangent about linking th- all those things together. And it sounds like a big, long, angry, everything wrong with, but I don't. And I don't mean for it to be that way. There's a lot of stuff I just want to see get better. Uh and I think we'll all agree that Destiny 2 is great, but there's room for improvement.
0: I'm going to agree <clears throat> that I just turned in 157 coins and got almost the whole anti-extinction set. And it's pretty sick looking. No, it's awful. For Hunter?
2: What? I, that's... Yeah, <clears throat> it's pretty bad. You got the the friggin' pregnancy pouches body
4: armor.
0: I don't have the body <laughs> armor yet. Maybe that's the problem. I'm, I'm wearing it. <laughs> I'm wearing the dragon shadow still, so it's not terrible. Uh, even though the colors are all clashing right now, but, but don't even get me started on shaders. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I mean, oh, jeez! So
2: it's a Twitter me, blowing up. There we go. Uh, to me, Destiny Two feels like Destiny Year Two, not Destiny Two. Uh, I feel like a lot of the stuff that came in the end of Destiny One didn't make its way into Destiny Two, and it's really sort of like head scratchy. Like I get it. Like I get like the live team was focused on destiny one and they were the people who introduced a lot of those QOL improvements. And that's why the game shifted more towards like crazy good gameplay, but the story is kind of a mess. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like who cares? It's like, it's age of triumph. It's it's go absolutely bananas. The, the, you know, the story gets put to the side and I'm okay with that. But I was expecting destiny two to pick up where destiny year three left off. And it definitely did not.
1: Yeah, Uh, I can, I can see that. So
2: it feels, I think somebody used the phrase, uh, it's a mile wide, but an inch deep. And that's been my experience so far. So fair enough. But that said, uh, so one of the the most interesting things about it is that everything we've been given so far on the surface seems like it means one thing, but there's a lot of it that looks like it could mean something completely different. I'm sure we're going to get into a little bit of that, but uh, should we should we jump right to the story with story first? Talk about the the main campaign. Oh, by the way, this podcast is full of spoilers, so if for some yeah. insane reason you have not finished the campaign or haven't played at all. <laughs> you may <laughs> you may want to go play the game first. Also factions are in the game now, so sorry, spoilers.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I think we're gonna assume that you have finished the story, seen the faction stuff, and probably even seen the raid, or at least don't care about a yeah. few sp like not done, gonna talk about the game, end of I it course. or anything, but like like at the end of the raid, I mean, but like it's still going to be talked about. If you want no spoilers at all, this is probably not the episode for you. Correct. <laughs> it's probably not the podcast. Yeah, point. probably the podcast. Yeah.
0: Why did I why did I just picture Sherb like shaking a cigar like like Groucho Marx? It's isn't podcast for you. Yeah.
1: It's uh, probably the tone of voice. I use. <laughs> uh so what did what do you what'd
2: everybody think of the main campaign?
3: Like, I
4: thought it was a lot of I mean it was fine. It was a lot of um uh, pretty common sci-fi tropes, right? Like nothing super crazy. Yeah, but I, I thought
1: it like was well. There was a few go. moments in it where you know, I went wow, this is awesome. But the rest of it was pretty standard. It wasn't bad. But it was pretty standard. I felt like uh the uh end fight of the main campaign to jump right into spoilers (laughs) um was both awesome and anticlimactic in a sense like Are, are we talking
4: about the actual battle itself or
1: yeah fighting gaul at the end
4: yeah he was kind of a pushover
1: yeah i i felt like the whole setup of the battle was really cool but he was a pushover. It wasn't like, oh my goodness, how am I gonna defeat this guy? I was I like, mean, Oh, we just shoot him till he dies.
2: Narrative wise, I can understand like, oh, he's suddenly like artificially imbued himself with this power, so maybe he doesn't quite know how to use it like
1: we do. Yeah.
2: Um, I just felt like I he should have been just,
1: harder or like there should have been some trickier mechanics to it.
2: Yeah, I mean But I, I really ran. liked
1: the whole concept of the end fight, I felt I like as
4: right
1: it was a story, it was quite cool.
4: Also, it had a tank mission, so.
1: Oh, the, Lads, the mission can... <sighs> where you, sorry, the mission where you get, I don't think it's the one with the tanks. It's the one where you can get in the things and just drive away.
2: The Arcology, yeah, the basement of the Arcology.
1: Mm-hmm. The first time I played that, because I, I did all the story with my boyfriend, we just played through together. The first time I played that, I couldn't turn it. It wouldn't turn it would only go forwards and backwards
2: that happened no that happened to me during a meditation really? with the tank
1: yeah it didn't i could i could drive it in the meditation but in the actual story and i was like what am i gonna do and so he just drove ahead and i walked behind <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: did the, I was doing the meditation the tank one and i had to use my sparrow because the tank could it's not enough. turn <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was at the point of the story I didn't have a sparrow so oh
3: no yeah that was would have like,
1: been a problem you know what no you drive ahead and run them over I'll walk it's okay I would have
0: no quit care. out and done it again <laughs> then again you don't actually... know how long it is
1: it, it was I left... actually not too bad like I could keep pace pretty well um just running and jumping but it was like I can't steer it what am I doing wrong
2: <laughs> I'm convinced there's a secret there like if you kill all the shriekers something happens but...
1: yeah uh, I'm glad that yeah. happened to someone else, and I'm not crazy.
2: <laughs> no, it. I was. Not, I. I started the meditation, got in the tank. It wouldn't turn. I left the meditation, went back. It still wouldn't turn. I'm like, this is awful. Oh, so I just. Yeah. Shot what I could. Got <laughs> on my sparrow Blew through the whole thing. And at the very end, I had to ram the tank into the cliffside in order to line it up to shoot the back of the ship. Like it was just.
1: Yeah, because you could <laughs> turn if you drove up the walls.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it took forever. Oh yeah
1: goodness.
2: Uh, yeah, there were some – so I think if you've listened to the show, you know that we've we've expressed our concerns with how this entire storyline even comes about. Uh, like the fact that they were able to sneak up in the tower so quickly and, and lay waste to it, whatever. Uh, we'll just have to accept the fact that it happened. Uh, I think the story suffered from a scaling issue <laughs> uh, where – They did, it did make some, for some pretty exciting set pieces, but I think Gabble, you and I ran, uh, that final campaign mission together at one point. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's like, this is like two dudes aboard the star destroyer blowing it up by hand. (laughs) Like, yes, like the, the level of scale there is in, it's crazy to me that, that sun crusher thing, uh. The almighty is huge it's it's like i don't even know how, like so i'm sure some of there's in the math of how big that thing is compared to mercury given the size but that thing is like as like big as a continent like that is like gabble you and i sinking the entire you know continent of asia by ourselves
4: <laughs> the
2: uh-huh. i don't just I,
4: by shooting some fans <laughs>
2: Yeah, by yeah, shoes, I feel like that was a pretty major oversight on the part of the military genius cabal. That, so, uh, so that was. I gotta say, jumping into the the energy tube thing that takes you to the heart of the Almighty—that's mm-hmm. an awesome set piece. Like that was really cool. Yeah, uh, and I
1: just loved being on the outside. When yeah, being you exposed had to be to the sun. you had you had to be in the in the shade of the things. Yeah, I just felt fun. like that was really cool cuz it it sort of gave you a more of a sense of scale and um, just how powerful the thing was. It reminded me of like running around the outside of the dreadnought but just bigger. I was Cause... mad that
2: on the outside of the ship if you're standing in the sun and you pop a solar super it still hurts you. You should be <laughs>
1: <laughs> should well, be totally immune to that actually. I feel like that's just harnessing solar light as opposed to being immune to being right in front of the sun <laughs> well in Destiny 1 Tolan specifically says
2: that Sunsingers have walked on the surfaces of stars yeah. so maybe we lost that when we lost Sunsinger but I was totally I mean, but to maybe just and gun and run out after and be they
1: just self like, oh, I am the sun itself
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: that didn't happen
1: That's what it the the sun singers walked on the surface of the stars and then self-rested and kept going. That's what it was. They still died. I guess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's also but, the issue of our guardian not speaking and it, it taking away from some of the parts of the oh. campaign, especially the very beginning when when ghost gets you oh know soccer God. ball kicked off the side and then we follow. It's
1: like, uh, and especially the scenes with Hawthorne. I felt like. Yes. She was talking directly to me, and then Ghost answered. I know there was one scene, I can't remember who it's you were talking Cade. to or where. Is it with Kate? It's, it's
2: Oh My Cotton Socks. Uh, oh, that's gosh. why I will, I will always watch that cutscene whenever it comes up, is because when Cade says, say something, say anything, your guardian goes to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, ghost that's right. Because for you,
2: and you just sort of look over, like, what?
1: Yeah, yeah. I love the look my guardian <laughs> gave the ghost. Like, excuse me? <laughs> I was going to say something finally, (laughs) but yeah, that, uh, it kind of bothered me, but in the end, like I thought it would bother me more than it did. And it really did at the beginning with like Hawthorne and stuff when she was, there was a lot of dialogue and talking Mm -hmm. and as opposed to, I think with the Vanguard, there's a lot more them talking and you listening as opposed to con conversing. Unfortunately. Yeah. Which is kind of understandable, (laughs) but. Like I felt like the beginning, it really bothered me, but by the end of the game, I didn't care as much. I, it's still annoying, but it well, it didn't ruin the the story or the cutscenes for me in any way.
2: So but, speaking yes. of the Vanguard, uh, some pretty some pretty hefty changes uh, to to the Vanguard. Not that they've changed places, but we've learned some new things about them, and we've certainly seen some significant character development here. Uh I think the biggest the biggest change is with Ikora. Uh Oh, apparently my dog hears something. Yeah, you agree with me, Ikora? <laughs> yeah, she has no idea what she's talking about. I, I'm with you.
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, so
2: you know, Zavala was a big change, sort of like losing, not losing his grip, but realizing that you know, the invincible walls of the tower in the city are not quite invincible. And I thought it was hugely telling when we first get to Titan and Zavala tells us to stay away, to not be there. Uh, And this is a Zavala who's, who's scared now. He's scared for, for people to fight. He doesn't want to lose any more soldiers. He's, he's not, he's definitely feeling not as invincible as he once was.
1: Yeah. And it it kind of affected him a lot. You could see that in the story. Like, I I know there was parts where Zavala was going to, I thought was going to do something and, I think ikora was saying he keeps forgetting he's gonna die his last death if he dies yeah. i think nearly there yeah, he nearly did at the end yes very so like,
2: very des- like desperation on zavala's part and that's not a that's not what we usually see out of him we usually just see like hey guardian go murder the everybody
1: <laughs> yeah
4: go start a war with the cabal look how that turned out for us. yeah yeah, and thanks. I
1: think especially as well that <laughs> Zavala was like the in-house expert on cabal tactics and things like that, and he knows now that he is not, in fact, the expert on cabal. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit bit jarring.
2: So, and then we have Cade. I got it was got an interesting conversation a couple days ago about Cade, where people are like, man, I really hated Cade in D two because he's such a clown. uh he has the college, but I feel like he's not. I feel like this is the most serious that we've seen. Cade, uh, like Cade's whole arc is, I'm going to assassinate this guy. I'm going to straight up right. teleport into his house and murder him in his sleep. Like, and we yeah, get the, while
4: carrying a chicken.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like this 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 is how Cade's always been. It's just you get that before from dialogue while he stands still. And you get that from lore about him. Whereas now we're actually seeing Vigilante Cade in action running well, around exploring
2: well, the the, and the story the way the story turns out is a bit ad hoc. The original reason why Cade leaves is he wants that Vex teleporter because he's gonna go there. He's gonna go on to the immortal yeah. himself and just flat out murder Gaul. <laughs> yeah. Uh He's not looking to rescue the speaker. He's not looking to get his fire team back together. He is just, he's like, I've, I've got an idea. I'm just going to go there and, you know, stab the guy a thousand times while he's napping. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: and it's not until we show up in the scene and sort of get him out of the the shenanigans he's found himself in. Uh, and even in that cut scene that we were just talking about the, Oh my cotton socks one. Uh, when Ghost says, "You know, I feel like this is why they don't let him out. Like letting him out of the tower," it's like, give give Cade some credit. Like <laughs> he he had a good idea, uh, and he knew he had to meddle with powers he didn't understand totally to get there. But he he made it pretty far, and it's still the result of his hard work is why we're even able to get to the uh, the Almighty to begin with, or the Immortal to begin with. So.
1: Yeah, Cade Cade is really interesting to me as a character because like especially you see that with um as an just as an aside with his like stash things when you get those letter fragments, I love that. Yep. His little journal fragments and everything. Um Cade he's like he's an exo for one. So he's torn with not having the memories of his past but sort of having that whole thing cuz all exos are apparently tormented. And then, you know, he's had his friends die. He's stuck in a tower where no one takes him seriously, and yet he buries all that under this layer of humor and a joking attitude. And that's like—it's a very interesting character. I mean, it's a pretty common character type in things, but it's a very interesting character type to me.
2: I mean, he's just—he's sort of robot.
1: hide the pain with jokes.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's a um, robot, Nathan Fillion, or he's, exactly. robot, he's robot Captain Mal at this point. Oh <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I want—I want there to be more. Firefly jokes between him and Ikora
2: <laughs> and Like I say, Nathan Fillion did a. And i there's only one, and I'm sorry that this is a thing that I noticed. Uh, <laughs> there's only one line of dialogue that he delivers that I I feel is off, but almost all the rest of it he is he's on point. Like you get a great great sense of his character.
1: Dare uh, I ask which line?
2: The beautiful beautiful horn one.
1: Oh yeah. Because I feel that, like
2: that should—I feel like that should have been like my beautiful, beautiful horn—and he just—he—he's a completely different delivery for that line, which I was like, oh, that's beautiful, beautiful that's,
1: horn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, he delivered so, it oddly. Yeah. I remember noticing that as well. you <laughs> 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 like that—that seemed should be more like my beautiful, beautiful horn. Yeah, exactly. Drama <laughs> can't take it, but yeah, no, he—he he did all his lines fantastically, and I loved. This is going off topic again, but hey, this is Ghost Stories. Um the missions to get your subclasses.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you had to go to the Shard of the traveler. <laughs>
3: yeah. And story you went
1: time. through when you went through the story time. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I was so excited for that. The the cade lines were so good. I loved hearing like actual grimoire cards and lore that I'd read. Voice acted. Yeah. It was so cool. They did I... the one with the uh with the hunter with the Ahamkara bone. Yep. Ah, that's like one of my favorite pieces of lore, and I was so excited. I was so sad when I'd done the last one because I wanted more. <laughs> like, can you just voice act all the grimoire, please? Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't, oh man, I wish. Uh, yeah, I love that they brought Tolan back, reading some of my favorite lines. Uh, the one thing that I didn't understand there in that that particular section was it's like, you walk up and it's like, oh, it's like it's a hunter. It's like standing proud, and then it's like a hunter jumping with the bow. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. It's like hunter with like the golden gun animation, the gun up in the air. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Cabal, dude. And then it's a cabal dude. I'm like, yeah, oh, I didn't get the blood. cabal dude either. Why are you here? What is this? <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> and then it's full of taken, and I'm like, uh, uh, why is this here?
1: I mean being full of taken i i, I feel take, like that well, could... i
2: understand the thing i'm just it's like you go in it's guardians it's guardian focused and this random cabal dude yeah complete, I did, the cabal animal.
1: hologram i didn't i didn't understand at all like that that was what odd but yeah i i really enjoyed those and and because i've only i haven't actually taken my ults through yet um oh really no i've been planning to do that once i'm just like fully set in with my hunter but uh the the, nathan fillion delivering those kate lines in in the story time i felt like they were delivered really well and i was very very happy with those wish i could do them again
2: i know that'd be great uh and then ikora uh and i think ikora's character has changed the most I think that Ikora has realized, and she hints at this, like, I'm, I'm more than just my light. But without her light, without the hidden, without the consensus, without the vanguard, without the archives, like, she, she says a lot of dumb stuff in the campaign. And not dumb like, you're an idiot. Dumb like, when I was the vanguard, I could say whatever I wanted and people couldn't challenge me on it. But now she just says things that are flat out wrong. And when you get to the end of the campaign and you stand around her now in the tower, she'll say, you know, I, I didn't know what I thought I knew. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's really interesting to have a character who's so just sort of like to have her, her hubris crushed a bit there with, you know, hey, you, you don't quite know actually, what you think you know. And not only do you not know, we know more than you do at this point. Uh, I didn't like that the guardian, the ghost never challenged her on some of her ridiculous claims. Uh, I mean, it's obviously not our place to do that. Uh, I was like sitting <laughs> by uh when she's talking about like the subtleties between a captain and an archon priest, those differences aren't that subtle. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: or the stuff about the war minds or just, she was, she's speaking. She doesn't have the confidence to, to back up some of her claims now. And she's realizing she's wrong about a lot of things. I think it's a good arc for her. It's.
1: Yeah. Well, her thing was knowledge and having connections. And now she has none of that. So. Uh, yeah. It's a big change for character. I really like what they've taken her character yeah uh, what
2: it's else pretty is on, cool what's on this list uh losing the light and being the only one to get it back and all that mess
1: yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what i was kind of thinking with that like what did you think about just not having the light at the beginning of the story um i wanted that whole <clears> thing
0: i wanted to do more without my light like when you first wake up and you get your ghost and you just kind of walk out. I'm like, come on, let us sneak around. Let us let us do something that that kept us, a more you know, of a
1: stealth mission. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have your lights, you better be damn careful. Here you go, escape the city without being detected, kind of thing. I think that would have been fun. Um, I think it was, you know, like again, maybe a little bit of a missed opportunity. And, but it also made me think while I was doing that, if they did do that, it would feel so much like so much more. Like, uh, like a Halo thing, kind of. Yeah. Mm. It was that was scene. S-
2: the scene where the thresher flies over and hits you with its spotlight. I was like, "Oh man, I've got to, I've got to hide. I've got to avoid." this. <laughs> and you got to get under
1: that broken plane thing, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And it then, is then I, did, I didn't
2: do it on an alt, and I'm like, "I want to see what happens." Yeah. Like, nothing.
1: Happens. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's more for the atmosphere they create a great atmosphere in that first like escape the city scene i th- I thought it was fantastic anyway because you felt like actually vulnerable well
4: yeah but it's like do you want to play happen, odst but... or do you want to play as master you know what i mean like yeah. Yeah. destiny is a game about having superpowers and being awesome and
1: yeah i think that's how why much they kept time so did short. we really
4: want to devote to not being awesome
0: yeah I mean, I get that, but again, I think that that it was. You, you know, the biggest thing that was talked about leading up to the release of the game was you're a guardian without your light. You have to get it back. Yeah. Well, oh fuck. Yeah, for we get five it. Minutes. Yeah, we get it back right away. No, let us <laughs> let us see what it likes to what it's like to live as the the other. We Other know side, what it's like. You
2: know? It's a whole lot of punching dogs.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, also, did everybody else, like, so I, I I guess I did do a Hunter, but I don't really remember. Like, when I started my Warlock, and X-Ray probably remembers this, the first thing I noticed was in my depowered state, my Warlock melee was a Titan punch.
3: Yeah.
0: Like Yeah, so you mentioned everyone... that because you were, you were actually trying to catch up to me because when we started playing, we both had to, you had to run that first bit solo. And yeah. I was just a little bit ahead of you. And then you're like, oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs>
4: I'm punching like a Titan. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: is, is, It's a fist. Which is what fair is, enough because you can't, you can't yeah. do a light slappy. So I'm I just fun. want to
0: high five people and I can't. I have to punch <laughs> now, I, them. I can't remember. Did the hunter melee for each subclass in Destiny 1 all have a knife?
1: No, in D1? Yeah. Oh, no D1. Oh in D one, yeah, they yeah. did. Arc in D one you always had a know. knife
0: because as soon as I was melee, I'm like something is so wrong with this hunter's melee <laughs> and it couldn't I could not put my finger on like I feel like I'm missing something. And sure enough, I was missing my damn knife.
2: I love the <laughs> yeah. arc the arc punch is great. It's yeah, like no no, I like it. It's like a one inch punch.
1: Yes, yeah, well, Titan Punch is one of my favorite things about playing a Titan, so I was so happy to have that on my hunter. <laughs> <laughs> like, bam, lightning. And then I get the combination strike, whatever. I'm like, all right, 15 seconds to punch everything in sight. Yep. <laughs> Just run around like, I'm killing things. Punch, 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 punch. Lightning fizzling everywhere. It's, it's like playing playing a Titan as a hunter. It's, it's my dreams come true.
2: <laughs> so I think the... PS- I think the, the vision thing is weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, know, like after we, but... after we fall off, we have the oh, vision. That? I felt like I was <laughs> watching like a, an assassin's creed thing. I'm like, what is, what's <laughs> yeah. going on here? Like, so
0: what? much speculation about that too. So oh, I like, it's, it's hilarious to watch some, some of the videos explaining to you exactly what it is. You know? Oh, I, I know exactly what this vision was about. Here you go. Pyramids. What? Yeah. yeah, we know some blocksville that were triangular shaped, but come on, just <laughs> too early for that crap already.
2: Yeah. So, we get out get outside the city, punch a bu- punch a lot, of, you know, for a marketing campaign that was save the puppies, we do a lot of dog killing <laughs> in this game. Uh,
4: we did not save the puppies. Yeah, we, we did not. The puppies.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, did you all see the uh the Japanese trailer?
0: Yes, the dance one. The dance, one. One? The dance awesome. one? Yeah, that was very cool. That
1: was my favorite. I loved it because it was so different to a traditional game trailer. Also, that song was stuck in my head for weeks. Did you see
0: the Destiny or the the like art with the Cabal guy with no clothes on?
1: No. With like, no not,
0: armor or something? Not I, don't, I don't
4: go to that part with, of
0: the like, internet. The... No, 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 no. It wasn't fan art. It was. I think it's like official <laughs> Destiny or like... Oh, okay, I'll find it. I just saw it. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't like naked. I'm just he didn't I'm have not a sh-
4: Googling naked cabals. So.
0: No, yeah, no, don't do that. No, I'm um <laughs> Yeah. All right. You're uh,
2: basically describing the difference between professional and amateur porn. It's still porn.
0: <laughs> dang it. All right, I'm gonna find it and I'll post it up. Hang on, I'll be back.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanna
0: see uh, it. And then we get to the farm
2: and we're all familiar with the farm uh from the beta. Uh a lot of people have been saying the farm feels like a wasted opportunity because we spend so little time there.
4: I think that was definitely my initial reaction.
1: I, f- I think I really liked the farm, and the farm was fun. I think one of the things, like to jump to end game again, that disappoints me the most is how much we just, we just take everything out of the farm. We leave, like, nothing there.
2: We leave Tira Karn there. I-
1: I know but that's it and she she doesn't remember things and she's like where where did everyone go and like we've got what postmaster cryptarch vaults we literally
2: put your out to pasture
1: yeah (laughs) it's it's like it's very bare minimum social space and there is then no reason to go there but I loved the farm the farm was nice I just wish we'd left more behind or at least substituted some in there that it was still a useful social space.
2: There's no way Tess Everest was going to stay there. I feel like Tess hated no, being there in the first
1: place. But she could have a frame or something. Uh-oh. To, I don't know. A frame selling her goods or a kiosk. Because uh-huh. there wasn't wasn't that in... where At the end of Destiny 1, wasn't there a kiosk for Eververse in the Reef? Yeah. Yes, there was. Could have had that sort of thing. Um in the farm. And I feel like it was kind of, and I understand like technology is not as abundant now that, that like not technology, but resources aren't as abundant to do that sort of thing. But it's like, I felt like we just, we just sapped away everything that made it a viable social space. And now it's just bare minimum, nothing. I thought
4: Eververse was on the farm. There's like a tent. There's a tent, but she's not not there after you unlock the tower. Not
1: once we unlock the tower, there's nothing there anymore. I went there the other day for walls. Well here's it was here's like, nothing here.
2: It presents another interesting scenario story wise. So if if you play some of the additional stories in the EDZ, there's a there's some tense conversations between Hawthorne and Ghost about the acquisition of resources and where they should be sent. You know, even at the very beginning of the story, Hawthorne is like, No, we gotta stay and support the farm, stay and support the farm. The EDZ is the most important thing now. And the Guardian's like, Peace out, see you. flying to the moon <laughs> to Jupiter. Uh, <laughs> and she gets kind of bent out of shape about that. And then later on in the missions, you know, we start collecting resources and Ghost is like, hey, this this will be great, I'm bringing back the tower. This will be great, bring back the tower. And Hawthorne's like, "Uh, we could kind of use that stuff uh, in on the farm. Please don't take it all back to the tower. And it feels like it's playing in a very interesting storyline where even though it was the the non-tower citizens who sort of saved, quote-unquote, the Guardian and enabled that climb back from, you know, the the edge of defeat, the Guardians and the Vanguard and the Consensus and the city folk still think about themselves and how they can protect themselves. They feel by making themselves stronger, they'll protect, the EDZ in the farm will be better protected because they're better armed. But in doing so, they're, they're depriving the the direct resource acquisition by the farm, and I thought they were going to go somewhere with that, uh, but they don't really. Some of that stuff is brought up again in the hidden Hawthorne journals in the tower, but Hawthorne herself is like camped out in the tower now, and yeah, not like she's
1: like, well, I live here now. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not fine. What about the, the people? The, the okay, <laughs> sure.
2: So I'm not sure if that'll come back around later, where. The farm now being deprived of resources that are being used to rebuild the city will be, become more of a big deal. But I don't, I don't see like a storyline where Hawthorne is like, "Hey, you know, this is BS. I'm leaving the tower to go back to the farm because you guys have, you know, you, you came in, we saved you, you came in, now you took all our stuff."
1: Mm. Yeah. No, I think she's pretty settled now. I don't think they're going to go anywhere with that.
2: Yeah. Which is. Um,
1: I liked. I, I liked having that she was saying it's kind of important to have a, a non-guardian person in a sort of leadership role in the sure. tower, yeah. Which I understand, and I really liked it as a whole in the in the game. How many non-guardians we talked to? It was very much pushing the idea that light wasn't everything, because um, I guess I don't... lost it, and all everyone else lost it, and we were helped a lot by non-guardians. And who were quite strong and capable. So
2: I get. I don't know how Devrim is still alive.
1: Have you seen his cute little loft in the church? He just stays hiding up there. He's got a little couch.
2: Okay, I have <laughs> been. <laughs> I. <laughs> if you go to the EDZ, you can stand in the sludge, and uh, be hit by a drag grenade that was thrown. You know, over in the Cabal Firebase. <laughs> I don't know how like forty dregs haven't just thrown forty <laughs> grenades at that tower and leveled it. Dregs are especially... the most
4: amazing grenade throwers.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially when you can stand you can stand at the window, not the one he looks out of, but the one to like the left of him, um, and you can see the fallen down there. They spot you. They'll throw grenades through the yeah. window. <laughs> Dude,
0: those those fights out in front of that church or that wherever he's at are ridiculous sometimes.
1: Yeah, oh, I and don't the count. enemy moves against each other? Yes. It's oh, my gosh.
0: That is nuts. Like because anything just looks at him Just gets sniped. Why don't they just launch?
1: He never <laughs> fires a shot. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I've a character
2: next to him for five <laughs> hours. He won't shoot once.
0: He's been out of ammo forever, and he won't go down there and kill something to get a drop. <laughs> no way. I only have one line. Why don't the Cabal just
2: launch one of those drop pods directly into the church? <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's just observing. Oh yeah, when <laughs> they hit me,
0: they kill me deader than shit. <laughs> yeah, <they do. laughs>
1: he's making a documentary about the fallen.
2: I think that's. I don't know what he's. I mean, he's got like a fallen-proof shield around him. He's got the. He's he, got the he, best. He has, blood armor they run him
1: through yet. the bottom of the church as well. <laughs> They'll like run under him. Yeah. So, so speaking
0: of of sorry, just because you you mentioned dropping that, um, on Titan the public event where the uh the walker comes in and you have to unlock the uh the guns the uh,
1: um, yep. uh which Scorch spot? Scorch the on sloan's area or the one over on the rig
0: the one in sloan's area it's right next to okay. her so yeah. there's been a few times where i've been standing where those those uh the <laughs> those so you know launched. what I, yeah, and it launched oh, yeah. me, like... where the force field appears. Yeah, yeah. and it launched yeah. me way out into the ocean. I was like, "Holy yep, so cow!" Awesome. It's pretty. It is pretty cool, but uh, I would definitely wasn't expecting that. Usually, you just die or just like pushes you over. But sorry, little side mission there.
4: <laughs>
0: I liked. I
2: I'm not sure still how I feel about like
0: the shard of the traveler being
2: this main plot point for getting our light back. Uh, it needs more explanation. Yeah, I liked, it seemed a little thin. I like that first mission. I like sneaking out there with no light. And oh, before we before we get there, you know what this game would be like playing without your light for longer than we did? Is that last jump before you get to the stupid falcon that you can't make no matter how hard you try? Oh. You always fail that jump. That's what the game would be like. <laughs> But I like the fight, I and I'm a sucker. I love Mayhem-style stuff, so I love it. Just like, infinite super time, and you can just go totally house uh, when you get your light back. I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, but the implications of that shard, even, and again, I know, it's there's bumping up against the game thing, but it's like, why? Once we did that, why didn't we like, hey, Zavala, I have my light back. By the way, I can tell you how to get yours back, too. Like,
1: <laughs> Well, the the implications seem to be, like, in Ty- uh, Tyra's dialogue and others, it seemed to be that no one else was going to get their light back this way. You were the yeah. only one who was going to do it.
4: I was the well, only Ghost one. Ghost even specifically comments on it and is like, I wonder why we keep being called to the shard. Surely there are other people out here doing good things, too. Yeah. But for yeah. some reason, it only calls us. Yeah, there's 1.3 million consecutive people
2: (laughs) who are getting that call. (laughs) And it's so
1: this is... Because we are uh, that guardian he keeps talking about.
2: Right. And I can buy it up to a point. So up to a point where you're playing through the whole campaign. We get our light back. Okay, now the the burden's on us. We are the only guardian, quote-unquote, guardian left uh, who can wield this kind of power. Okay. But then when you get to the last mission where you're running through the city, yeah, the game yeah. very explicitly puts you in a public space where other guardians and that is one of the best feeling missions in the game. Yeah. When you when you load in and there's other guardians there fighting, like we've heard the call, we're coming to fight. That's an awesome feeling.
1: Oh, and uh, I love I love all the missions that take you into public spaces and people can just come and help out. And fight with you, and it's amazing.
2: Except it it makes no sense. But it completely goes against this idea that we are the only Guardian who heard the call.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I I feel like they pushed that too much.
2: Yeah, I wish the the story was crafted a little bit more around the idea that the Guardians are getting their light back in it. You know, just the idea of running through the busted-down city to go rescue the Vanguard you know the idea that other guardians who have got their light back you know when if it's not so much us 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 but like hey here here are the guardians who are brave enough who just got their light back we're going to join you in this and like that feels really good it's awesome hmm. uh, but the, all the harping on oh we're the only one we're the only one we're the only one really it takes away from those those areas where no there's like other guardians who are here to help
1: for once they should have been more vague <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every other time, it's been more specific. Like, no, just, just be vague about it. Then we can sort of squish it into whatever space we want it.
2: <laughs> so, but yeah, we, we we get our light back, and then we go help Hawthorne. We end up ri- taking some elevator rides. Uh, we learn a little bit more about the Fallen. Where we meet Hawthorne for that Ridiculous mission where you overlook the firebase that's out there is so frustrating to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> because in this game, for the first time, you know, we're really given some pretty straightforward time here. Uh, we know that, like, we leave. Uh, the city when we don't have our light and two days pass and then a week passes. And then we find Hawthorne and we start this whole shenanigans like a week or so after the, uh, the fall of the tower. But in that very first mission, we get out there and we can see Firebase Hades from where we are. And then there's a mm-hmm. gigantic orbital gun. Mm-hmm. I, for what reason? I don't know. What are they possibly going to shoot down? Uh, but, like, Echion Hold, Echion Control, the Legion's Anchor, Firebase Hades, this is a massive installation. If you look it on your map, it's the entire left hand side of the uh, EDZ map. Where did this thing come from?
1: It's like, like the mountables it, or something. They just sort of click it all together. I guess so. They <laughs> Drop built it from space. Order in four boxes. We'll clip them together with tunnels. Well, okay, so <laughs> look at, the look, all at
0: the look at the thing they used to, to attach to the Traveler, though. How massive is that thing?
2: Right, but they could have built that in space and flown it to us. Right,
0: why couldn't they? Well, They I could mean, have done it's...
2: the
1: same thing with the
2: base. Firebase Hades was either built in a week, which I'm willing to give some concessions on, or it's been there for a long time. And if it's been there for a long time, why did nobody know
0: about it? Why couldn't it have been just dropped into place? Like a modular home?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, sure. Like but in Destiny well, One on some of the
4: But the thing like, the thing that's weird is that it's full of tunnels and it's built into the ground and it's like yeah. pumping through the water. <laughs> and and from the moment that we land at the farm for the very first time, it's already there. Yes. Why was that a, the place that we went to go be safe, right next to an enormous cabal base.
0: <laughs> now okay, now what? that's that's funny.
4: Why does nobody mention that they they just
2: built a a base the size of an aircraft carrier <laughs> in a week?
0: Yeah, when Hawthorne's walking us around the first day, giving us the rules, okay, now uh this is where you get your water, this is um where you can, you know, use a bathroom, uh and that yeah, we don't ever go over there because there's a bunch of cabal over there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's what I don't like and that's where, like, the guardian not speaking or not having, not having a deeper story really bothers me as the player. Because when you get to the top of that elevator, you look to the right and you see that giant orbital cannon, and <laughs> so you what see what are this, we doing? You see this massive firebase. It's like you don't go and you go to Hawthorne, and she doesn't say a word about it. I'm like, why can't I point and go? Where did that
0: come from? like well maybe maybe lewis maybe lewis, like maybe lewis never yeah, saw it what,
1: what firebase <laughs> lewis uh, didn't see it did
0: report back don't know like
2: and i feel and again it, completely different game completely whole different there but like in mass effect i feel like that would have been on the dialogue wheel like where did the gigantic cabal <laughs> base come from
1: yeah <laughs> yeah no i'm questions. pretty sure that it was established pretty well like just it could just be me getting this wrong, but I'm sure it was established in Destiny One that the Cabal set up pretty big, pretty quick, like with Mars and stuff. And they were like, "Oh, they make these bases really, really fast and just sort of hunker down in, in record time." I'm pretty sure that was somewhat established. So it's not like not like it would have gone unnoticed. And I totally agree with it being strange that it wasn't remarked on but i could totally see the cabal throwing all that up very quickly since that's what they do yeah
2: and that's what i like i'm willing to give some some concessions on that but it's just i and we never find out what the orbital gun is for what what could possibly like what are the cabal afraid of that's going to come in from space that's going to hurt this Firebase?
0: Callous. callus like, we don't. We don't have anything. Yeah, maybe. I guess maybe. Creepy triangular shaped ships, dormant in space. <laughs>
2: it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Also, how come <laughs> they didn't bring any land
0: tanks with them?
2: They could have <laughs> flattened the entire EDZ. Like, why shoot those little pods into the ground in front of that church? You could. They could have steamrolled the whole EDZ with those land tanks.
1: Who nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good thing we're not picking them apart. Anything, tanks. It's no, more okay.
1: fun to launch tanks. launch all right, parts. all
4: right. I don't want to.
2: I mean, I don't want to pick it apart. No, you know much. what? No, no. no. It,
0: it's. I think it's. You know, these are the questions we ask, and it's cool. Um, and I think we're gonna have a lot more of these. We always do. So it's it's time. for people to get over it and deal with it.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like the whole, I think we some of the story, though, like, with the setup of it, because if they had just brought in tanks and demolished the EDZ, we wouldn't have a patrol zone.
0: Right.
2: So, I Whatever, don't... we have tanks. <sighs> we have infinite tanks. We have infinite tanks. Like, how cool would it have been if there's, like, <clears throat> if Devrim calls you, and is like, Guardians, there is a massive Cabal land tank headed towards Trostland, and then we load in in our tanks, and we, like, chase down the Cabal land tank, knock it out with our tanks, and then board it and kill whatever Primus is driving it.
0: I mean, think of how effective, or we'd probably still have, what, thousands of Guardians still alive on the moon if they would all just spawn their tanks in and drove down and took care of Grota. Uh,
2: listen, the the implication of infinite tanks uh, <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> everything that has come before
1: <laughs>
2: is ridiculous. Right.
1: And I mean, oh, yeah. the implications We've... of if... If Zavala keeps his promises, Cade now has that too.
2: I mean, we've never <laughs> broken through the exclusion zone. Why not? We have infinite tanks.
3: <laughs> we were
2: defeated by Crota on the moon. We have infinite tanks. Like, every, so many problems could be solved with infinite tanks.
0: Trials. Holiday, infinite why didn't
1: you tanks. tell us this before?
2: <laughs> infinite tanks beats everything.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: That. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. That's... It's like Guardian, watch out! There's a big Ether servitor happening at Firebase Hades. Can I have a tank? I'll take care of this in like seconds. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Oh no! Here comes another one of those Cabal drills. Tank, please.
1: <laughs> Just shoot the, the ship in space. Instead
0: yeah. of instead of SRL, we're gonna have World of Tanks. I...
4: Well, especially because it's not like we have infinite tanks in friendly areas. We have infinite tanks in the middle of a cabal base inside their base. Like, And that's the <laughs> only place we have infinite tanks in the middle of their base. Right, the yeah, yeah, farm infant, would be pretty protected with control, those too.
0: infinite tanks as well. Yeah, they would just have imagine to a, a wall of tanks
4: surrounding the farm. It'd be fine.
2: Could you imagine? Can you imagine like a level five guardian in the EDZ for your like? I'm gonna go take part in a public event and like five <laughs> level twenty guardians rolling in and tanks the and tank. just destroy
0: everything. Tank soccer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of a soccer ball, it's one of those big cabals spawning things. You have to shoot it. <sighs>
4: All right, Everybody thinks we hate the game again.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> we don't hate the game, we just think tanks are hilarious and infant they tanks are. are more hilarious. Hey, but... I don't. I also don't like that on
2: the Xbox map you can see Sojourner's Camp in the Reservoir, but we can't get to them because they're PlayStation exclusive. I want to drive my tank in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, uh, I like in patrol, or like exploration mode, sorry, um, when you have someone coming through doing one of the quests, that activates all the interceptor summon things. Yep. And you're like, yes! Someone's here doing this! My interceptor time. I love that. Time. On <laughs> and IO.
2: On IO too, when somebody can open the garage on IO, there's yeah. like interceptors oh, in
1: there. I think last time I was like, interceptors! And I ran towards it, and I got to the doors just as they closed. I couldn't get in there. It was so sad. I was like, find person doing this. I want them. So. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I like all the sort of interaction you can have with people just on quests, like we'll just be running around doing patrols and public events. And be like, oh, hey, this dude's a quest boss. Let's help this level five person. Yep. <laughs> Rockets. <laughs> dead. Thank you. Welcome, dude. Wave.
2: <laughs> I think it's great. It's great when, especially in the EDZ, when there's like a bunch of like level seven, level five people running around. And a public event starts, and then these level twenty guardians just descend on the area and destroy <laughs> yes. everything with like
1: uh,
2: dubious volley and swords and <laughs> millions of grenades. And
1: uh, it's like let's hijack this guy's quest. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I just I think it's really fun. They they, in my opinion, they absolutely nailed the public events and getting everyone in on it, and the flashpoint stuff. Just apping the difficulty and rewards and making it more fun. Yeah, the I most difficult really part of
2: Flashpoint it. is people who don't know how to trigger heroic versions of. Oh yeah, specifically the freaking Taken Blight of the Taken Blight one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that one's it's
4: a race. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah.
1: One well. Can I make because this heroic like...
4: before someone ruins it? Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't realize for the longest time you could make the in- the injection rig heroic, and like saw yep. some dude shooting the vents, like, oh, we can yeah, make this one's... heroic. Guys, cool.
3: <laughs> the tough
2: one the tough part about the injection rig is that without communicating to other players, it's really difficult because if you kill the scions too quickly, it becomes way too difficult to hit all the vents yeah
1: so. yeah, that's yeah, that's true i i think i don't I don't think I've played the injection rig with more than maybe four people, so
2: um i've managed to activate the heroic with two people because you can pace out the killing of the scions and it makes it really easy yeah
1: i think my boyfriend and i did it when we were just in an instance on our own because we want because we'd watched that guy do it we realized there was a heroic version because we didn't realize there was (laughs) and um we're really excited to try it again so we're running around i think nessus like come on activate activate we want to try this and we managed to do it on our own um it was really fun. And I like that you can do a lot of them on your own, like with just two people or three people. Yes. Um. And, and doing the Flashpoint ones, because everyone's on there for Flashpoint anyway, but just having the extra boss or the extra difficulty makes it so fun.
2: Like I love it. I love when people know it's going to be heroic and they save their supers and stuff for that final boss to appear, then everybody yeah. just unloads.
4: Yeah. Think, Total
1: I pandemonium. Think, um, a couple of days ago when it was flashpoint titan um we were <laughs> doing the the walkers near sloan and it had like the shank out and everything because mm-hmm. it was the flashpoint special one and we got both uh walkers down and <laughs> we realized there was like eight or nine people it was amazing
3: yeah <laughs> we I killed love it both when...
1: of them in like 30 seconds mm-hmm
3: I love it like, was the just wa-
1: like rockets everywhere. I
2: love when the the walker shows up, and then you drop the barriers. The heroic starts. The shank shows up. The, uh, the second tank shows up, and then when it's the flashpoint on Titan, like the the like sword of Savathun dude shows up. And yeah. there's like cursed thrall and regular thrall and banana sword guy who has no roaming. He'll just go anywhere. He's like yeah. swinging at the tank. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's great oh it's chaos it it's, reminds it's me of the awesome chaos enemy moving against each other on the dreadnought how much fun that was because it's just a tight space and so much fighting and yep. frame rates drop and it's amazing that was one of my big my
2: big wants for destiny 2 especially going next gen or current gen only was just put a ton of enemies on the screen and just make pandemonium and they've <laughs> yeah. done that in some that, spots
1: they yeah, definitely have. <laughs> the um, doing the doing the double walkers on the rig on Titan is really hard though, because you, you mean the single goes...
4: digit frame rate?
1: No, no, no. <laughs> because it's up, it's up on the platform off to the side.
3: Yeah,
1: with all the boxes around, and when those, the, it's such a tight space. You can barely fit two walkers up there. Why That's are so nice. they there? And That's then it. they do their little body slam. And pew! Everyone's in the ocean.
2: Well, the better question is, on the rig, say the Guardians failed. Where are those tanks going to go? Like, say the Fallen say the Fallen win that fight. Where are they going to go?
0: Infinite tanks. Who cares? <laughs> it's like, <just> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah let's be clear.
4: The Fallen also have infinite tanks. Like those events never <laughs> stop. So <laughs> they, they definitely don't care. So something.
0: I was Sorry, gonna say yeah. a good point you just made was, you know, watching, you know, the chaos and the pandemonium and something that you mentioned in our Discord drop that spawned a huge discussion, I thought, was whenever you do see enemies fighting each other and some of the crazy stuff they do, which was the one you were talking about, you said that the oh the the ogres. Ogre yeah, what's...
2: ogre versus walker tank. Right. And the, <laughs> the tank shot the ogre like point blank with its main <laughs> cannon. It was so funny. <laughs> This, this is something so this is a, a, a change to the world state that is very different from destiny one in destiny one if you had enemies fighting each other two different enemies fighting each other and they even you you dropped a pin they would immediately turn on you and everything would try and kill you yeah uh, and we always explain that as like the the guardians are the greatest threat no matter what Um. Uh, but in Destiny 2, there have been tons of instances where I have watched two factions fight each other. And even if I'm heard, the second they, like if I'm, so this happened in the Arcology when I was sneaking in the, the Fallen were fighting the Hive. I snuck way around to the left side. I killed a couple of Hive, a couple of Knights turned and looked at me but the second they were hit by the tank they immediately went back to fighting the tank like the guardian is no longer the greatest threat the factions will actually like reasonably attack each other i watched that that savathun knight he chased the high priority fallen captain <laughs> all <laughs> over the entire zone
3: that's Which amazing is awesome.
2: <laughs> because i got i got the message on siren's watch that there was a high priority target i'm like oh, i wonder where he is it wasn't the hive guy it was the fallen captain yeah so i'm i'm go to all his regular spots and i don't see him i'm like where where is he (laughs) He and i was hiding yeah well they were on the very back side of siren's watch headed towards the rig and the captain keeps teleporting and the only reason i find out is that the hive knight is just chasing him with that sword and the hive knight gets close hits him once captain will teleport away hide Knight will chase him they ran around all of sirens watch just <laughs> I mean, it was that's, crazy
1: that's amazing uh, i love that
2: so i love this idea that the the world the world is persisting uh beyond just the guardians there's some cool hidden scannables uh in the world too there's like there's the server that you can scan it's like why would they leave this here uh over by Firebase Hades, uh, behind a tree, there's a bunch of like uh, fallen, jerry-rigged explosives. Yeah. And when you scan them, they're like, "Man, the the fallen hate the cabal as much as we do." Like these are improvised explosives. So.
1: Yeah. So it's it's at the the enemies are fighting each other very clearly. And they're not just coincidentally in the same zone and going to kill you. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking of like them killing each other. I think it was just earlier today, like a couple of hours ago, that we were on IO doing uh, enemy supply gathering for faction tokens. And (laughs) I had a Storm Minotaur, because of course, uh, come and inconvenience us. And he came up and we were getting hits on him. And then one of the Cabal balls falls from the sky and crushes him. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And we're like... We couldn't have killed, like, we thought we might have killed him, but we're like, no, he was more than half health. Like, his shields weren't down. We couldn't, have, and he was just dead. It was amazing.
2: <laughs> like, well, you know, right. Io, now, if you trigger, if you trigger the, uh, the heroic event in the rupture, the one with the, the Cabal. You get the drill.
1: Taken dude?
2: Yeah, you get that Taken, The Taken mind will show up, and he will only fight the Cabal captain until the Cabal captain is dead.
1: It's awesome, yeah. He doesn't like rockets, that guy, so
2: shoot him <laughs> in the face uh, yeah, man, like no, that no boss likes crown splitter you can stun lock bosses with crown splitter it's kind of awesome mm.
1: uh, we're, gonna, we're getting is, ahead of comments, ourselves I, yeah, we should, sorry just, I was just going to say one thing with the public events is um, I really like once you've done them a few times the dialogue changes in the lead up yes like oh these again well they never learn and then Ghost is like well you know what to do uh, like, you know that sort of thing uh, and, and it's just like it shows there's a sort of awareness of it you don't feel like you're doing the set sa- you're doing the same thing over and over and over again you feel like oh they come back idiots let's kill them again and the dialogue reflects that and i really like that it's a nice touch
2: especially on io asher's dialogue <laughs> changing per
1: blasted rock shattering <laughs> concentration <laughs> machinery <laughs> we were running around io a lot this morning love, my favorite line is
2: as long as you can take them far, far away from me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a drill. Uh, let's, let's take it. Yes. Let's
2: let's talk about Titan a little bit, as that's the next stop in the in the campaign.
4: Uh I've got a lot of problems with Titan. <laughs> I was gonna say this is. I know where uh, this is going. Yeah,
2: I mean, I love, I love Titan. I love. I mean, I, I still love the Hive. I love everything that's going on. I like this sort of like creepy, alien-esque, xenomorphic take there that's happening on Titan with the Hive. Uh, What I don't like is that if you listen to the announcements in the Arcology, the game explicitly states the Traveler never made it to Titan. If the Traveler never made it to Titan, how is... For one, how is Sloane even alive? So the Ocean on Titan is a methane sea. Now, methane is only a liquid at like negative 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, same with the rain that happens on Titan. That's methane rain. Like, I can understand why you would build a facility on Titan to sort of like harvest the, the hydrocarbon fuel that exists there but the environment is so hostile that surviving outside of the arcology would be impossible.
1: Well, that's why they have the arcologies as well. But Sloane is standing in front of an open window with no helmet. the methane breeze in her hair. <laughs> with no helmet and no <laughs> sleeves. Yeah. yeah, so it makes sense for your guardian to be there because you got your helmet on all the time.
2: Yeah, like, to so my guardian's outfit. I can... I'll, you know, as a life support system, cool. I buy that. You know, the fallen are complete alien species. Who knows? I mean, they lived on like Ceres and that is a frozen asteroid. So I'll I'll buy the fallen. The Hive, who the fundament was was ridiculously hostile environments. So the Hive have been have been raised in hostile environments since the origin of their species. But like Sloan and Zavala just like hanging out. Like oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'm like, how are you alive? I'm like, what? Especially they have, like, in the story where they have no light. It's not like they're being, like, they're dying and resurrecting faster than the eye can see. It's like, no, there's just no reasoning for
1: yeah. how. Yeah. So, is is Sloane a guardian? Was she a guardian?
2: Yeah, she talked about yes. the different battles she's been to. Okay, been I wasn't everything. sure if she
1: uh, was. Yeah. Or she was just a oh, because she's a titan, isn't she? Yes. You can't be a non-guardian titan. Yeah.
4: Look at those shoulders. She's got to be a titan.
1: Well, I knew she was a Titan. I just didn't sort of connect in my head for whatever reason that she was also a guardian. You never see a ghost, so.
2: And there's some cool history on Titan uh, sort of in the lore there about the people who first founded or developed the arcologies on Titan were there specifically to sort of like show up the Traveler and be like, hey, look what we can do. I mean, this is regardless of the fact that all their tech came from the Traveler anyway. (laughs)
1: just picturing that emote which is Cade's favorite dance like uh traveler you know they did the chicken thing over the head no funny little dance so we we can
2: build arcologies. there's some of the tech is weird like why like wave generators and the setting is not just to
1: power the arcologies
2: there's no way wave generation could generate enough power unless there's like a 100% efficiency from Golden Age tech, which I guess is a possibility. But but still no, there's really like, cool. I mean, they're surrounded by hydrocarbon fuel, so powering the arcology couldn't be too difficult.
0: But Can I talk about the be... chicken dance? <laughs> yeah. Because I love that. I, it's I just amazing. Gotta say, and, and the thing is, there's a lot of people that don't get the reference for that. And it just shows how kind of vast the influences are in the game so like the odd dance is is the emote it's legendary and it's it's uh, little catchphrase or title is it's gate it's kade's favorite and <clears throat> when you see the dance if you know the dance you know that it comes from arrested development and it's the dance that uh that oh who's michael bluth's sister does anyone know what i'm talking about
3: I know. Why I know. this in
0: so long. Dang it. Okay. So anytime on. they're making fun of Michael Bluth, they call him a chicken, and they do these ridiculous chicken dances and make the most stupid sounds. And at one point, he finally says, "Have any of you ever even seen a chicken before?" <laughs> well, it's it's one of the dances from that, and it's a chicken oh, dance. Man. And s- so good. and so yeah, and so it's pretty it's pretty great that you know it goes back to that that it's a chicken dance from Arrested Development that's Cade's favorite. And, you know, so it's it's the little things in there that I'm I'm excited to get in and dig more into and find more of these kind of little connections, which is kind of what we try to do anyway. So good for the show. And but it's also fun to see how much, you know, how much the game's influenced by what all these writers enjoy and like and, and do. So, again, uh, sorry to go on a tangent, but that's that's my favorite. I've got it on right now. That's and that's a good, the good only little one I'll run tangent. I've got the salt one, the exotic salt and the table flip. And those to me <laughs> yep. don't compare to the chicken dance because I have love so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, the emotes have always been like stuff that's sort of, I, kind of hey, I, t- I, trending stuff, if you will.
2: I'm amazed that there's no neon like broom like sweeping up emote. Like
0: Oh yeah, that would be sweet.
1: What if there's one you get in secret somehow? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's in the, the funnel Palooza chest. Well, now that they've added in the the freaking glow stick emotes, um, you know they're gonna they can do so much with that. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. All I picture is this the, the ghost little uh, gif that um, that Matt Oishi made with a little oh, the little shrug. Trilogy. Yeah, the the, the yeah. pulls the ghost out and it's got the little, little shrug on it. Oh, yep. Yeah, yep. I want to see that yeah. now. I want to see I want to you pull your ghost out and the sh- there's like a little neon shrug on it, like, hey,
1: what's up? <laughs> it was funny, some guy the other day did the ramen one, where you'd like make the yep. ramen and the, the glowy and then immediately switched to his default dance, but he was still holding the ramen in his hand. Yep. It doesn't go away. Right, oh, no. I've
0: seen that, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So I was like, "Oh, that's cool! Uh, I'm being seasoned again by someone <laughs> yeah. in the tower, forever being seasoned." <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're fun. I like the I like the emotes and stuff.
4: But so, yeah, so uh, get getting back to Titan, I think my biggest disappointment with Titan is that we don't go to Mount Doom. I know, right? I mean, of all the things, how could you? <laughs> It's like, what are the major features of
2: Titan? Methane oceans and (laughs) cryovolcanoes. Why do we not have a cryovolcano? Yeah. But yeah, there's a much to, as Gabo just pointed out, there is a cryovolcano on Titan in the real world called Doom Mons, which is basically
4: Mount Doom. I didn't
1: know that. Now I want to go there.
4: There, uh, There's (laughs) a whole series. There's a whole series of mountains on, on Titan named for locations in Lord of the Rings. So apparently people who name things are nerds. Love no, it. you that's, mean people who discover no, That's no
1: news. <laughs> hey, Cosmology.
4: Yeah, apparently your people are nerds, Cosmo.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like the uh The arcology is interesting to see. The actual arcology itself um yes like it's overgrown and you have the pa message which one of the things it's not just with that it's a lot of quests which has been really fun playing with my boyfriend through all the stories we'll hear different things we'll hear different messages yep um which is really cool because we'll stop and we'll go did you hear that like what did you what did yours say what did my say like uh, we'll compare and you know stuff about travelers sudden exodus from io and uh do not be alarmed by the anomaly and things like you know, it's a very yep. interesting. Um notice all the like how it like it's all overgrown inside, which is kind of cool. I feel like they did a decent job with it, but I don't know. It does. It's, it's, it's
2: it's a good it's a good like creepy <laughs> like space slash underwater environment.
3: And yeah, some and of the geez,
1: those cameras. Like, have you seen you know the surveillance cameras they have yep. in there? That are like the eyes that follow you in every yeah. room. They're creepy, and I was yep. trying to work out what all the different colors mean, and I don't think it actually means anything, and I'm just sitting there trying to figure stuff out.
2: There's the little Roombas, too.
1: Yeah. If you shoot them, they die, and I feel I guilty.
2: <laughs> uh,
4: but I want to talk about
2: two... Well, there's there's three major revelations on Titan about the Hive, and then I also want to talk about uh, one of the major themes that develops here, mm. uh, because titan holds to enemy factions so one of the major themes of destiny 2 is this we're now being faced with an adaptive sort of ad hoc universe uh and it's every race in the game from guardians to taken to fallen to hive to vexen the cabal they're all realizing that the what they used to do didn't work, and they've got to start doing something new if they're going to continue to thrive, uh, survive, whether it's surviving the Guardians or each other. And we see this a lot, we see this at the very, very beginning uh, in Trostland uh, with the Fallen. Talk about how the Fallen are co opting banners. Uh, from House Judgment. They're co-opting, you know, frequency and technology signals from the House of Kings. Like, the Fallen seem to have realized, there's even a, a thing about this uh, that Ghost mentions about Skolas. Uh, like, Skolas could not unite the houses, but sheer desperation has. Uh, and the Fallen are realizing that the, the old ways of fractured houses doesn't work. So it's not until now that they're sort of realizing that, like, the leadership of the kings and the technology of House Winter and the resources of the wolves, uh, maybe House Judgment. And we haven't encountered Siva yet, so who knows how the devils are involved. I mean, they're really just puppets of the kings anyway. But the, the Fallen have had to change uh, in order to survive. And then we learn on Titan that the Hive have had to do the same thing. Uh, there's a lot of scannables in the hive that talk about how they're spawning new broods and hybrid versions of themselves. They're experimenting with new rituals. Uh, the hive have to evolve if they're going to survive. I think the loss of Oryx dealt them a huge blow, especially in our system, since most of the f- hive in our system were descended from Oryx either directly or through Crota. Uh so with, with him gone and the Hive effectively routed from Earth, I can only assume, uh, they've got to do something different. And the Hive seem real desperate on Titan to the point of uh, one of the major revelations of Titan is that it seems as though the Hive are creating new rituals and trying to, you know, get Savathun on the phone and be like, hey, we could really use your help down here. Yeah. Mm.
1: Uh, and that's a big
2: She's deal. She's a whole nother thing.
1: She's a whole nother thing. Like the Taken? Oh, goodness.
2: So, yeah, it's crazy. So we we learn that the Hive have perfected a ritual for basically making Guardian reduction, like reducing us to crystals. Uh, void crystals specifically. That's in the Song of Sabathune Strike where we learn that yeah, the Hive got a crazy new ritual going on and they can turn guardians into glowing purple crystals. Uh, I don't know if you have to be a void-centric guardian to begin well,
1: with. Uh, Takeo three, I think it is, who is at the Takeo? end. Takeo, yep. Um, she, one of her lines of dialogue with her final desperation plan is embrace the Praxic Fire. So I don't think she's a
3: void-centric
1: oh, guardian. But it's, I mean, if it's, I don't i don't know if it's canon that all Guardians can switchy their subclasses yeah. or if it's just us, but if they can, they can probably, or at least extract, extract the light and make it void. They just need the light to do that. So it's possible they could do that from any Guardian because it's not the, the void and the solar and the arc they have issues with, it's the light. Yeah. So, so but, but yeah, she is also... definitely Praxic Fire- at the end there. so nice. Which is a really cool line of dialogue.
2: Well, this well, this also casts a new... So there was already like a weird shadow being cat. no pun intended, on Void Light. Uh, that really started with Dark Drinker uh, <laughs> and some of the Void classes like being a little bit creepier, a little bit, little bit well, more Also, scance. Also
1: the way they described them, like, oh, the Void's not scary. Just don't let it consume you. Yeah. Oh, 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 sure. Safe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel safe using this.
2: So, the question about what Void Light means to potentially Savathun or her followers, uh, I hope that's something we, we sort of come to find out. But the yeah. other thing. Unless the it's
1: other... just to do with the Shriekers, because the Shriekers are all purpley looking. And that's yeah. what it was used for in the rituals. It was directly tied to the Shriekers. Yes, and then the doors they had. So yeah, where you
2: can slam dunk with the the little void ball.
1: Yeah, so you had to smash the crystals to open their blocking doors. Yep. But other than that, you got the little void ball that you smashed, and it just instantly killed the shriekers that it was tied to.
2: Which you get an awesome three hit combo with now, by the way. Ooh, if nice. you are, if you're grab the little void thing in Song of Seventhoon, or you're doing the heroic thing the heroic double tanks on siren's watch of the rig and you grab that little arc sphere do with you can do a three hit combo like a sword does it it punches so hard it's amazing uh you i do it also on the the weapons guy strike the cabal strike and the edz when you have to grab the little solar thing man grab it and just run and swing like crazy it's your melee becomes like triple strength when you're holding one of those things. That's
1: awesome. awesome.
2: Uh, so yeah, so the yeah, hive,
1: the hive could are be baking, tied to the
2: Yeah, are baking void guardian brownies. They can do that now. Uh, they're they're experimenting with new broods and new hybrid versions of themselves. Uh, and, and they're they're phoning
1: they're, Aunt
2: Savithoon. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to call Aunt Sabathun. Now the the big, a bigger question here is that. If Savathun's entire existence is predicated on deception uh, and cunning, it seems weird that, like, hand of Savathun would just show up so blatantly. <laughs> like, you'd think they'd be more cleverly named, as that's her whole MO. Uh,
1: but who knows? Uh, yeah, I, d- I think we haven't delved deep enough. Like, not not we, but the game hasn't yes,
3: absolutely. expanded on
1: that enough to really pick that apart because i don't know it could be just double deception triple deception yeah who knows
2: <laughs> well then there's the whole thing with with jivu Wrath and the cabal so yeah uh, that's yeah. gonna be a whole other episode uh yeah.
1: that's that's a whole ep- that's a few episodes i'm sure so
2: it's also yeah. oh and the, the last big thing on titan i think right now is the whatever the giant underwater monsters are. Uh, There's a couple different ones right now. There's like some giant like Loch Ness monster looking ones out in the methane ocean. And then there's the enormous one that swims past the main uh, like computational center of the arcology way down in the basement. When you have to grab the CPU core and run with it, you turn around and look at those windows, man, that thing is monstrous.
1: I haven't done that. I haven't seen that. We're gonna have to go. Yeah,
2: it. it is huge and creepy. <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, well, we'll. That's. I mean, that's Titan. I mean, we're gonna do. We're gonna end up doing deep dives in all these places. I know so. Uh,
3: yeah.
2: But yeah, that's some of the cool stuff happening on Titan, uh, and that takes us to. We go to Nessus next. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah, because we go to Nessus I.O. Next, last.
2: And then Io yeah. last. Hooray Nessus. I uh,
1: yeah, I find I find it funny. I mean not funny, but um how they just didn't expect what was on Nessus. But it seemed like it was kind of half known because Cade went there. So. Well
2: Nessus shows up in Destiny One. Uh it is when the Grimoire entry where Kate is searching for like random things in their text entry search engine.
1: Was that in Age of Triumph, that card? Yes. Because they added a lot that led up to Destiny 2. Yeah.
2: There's a card about how Nessus has been gone for too long. It has a, I think it's the normal Nessus weirdo orbit is 123 years, but it's been gone for 127 and nobody's quite sure. 120,
1: why. 126. Oh. And I know this because in the card, it's 126 when Cade searches it. And there is a scannable on Nessus, which is like, they said it was like a time marker for the Vex. And, huh, it's been 127 years yeah. like it, since it returned. So that, I don't know, that for me, I, I was like, yes, time, time space, timelines. <laughs> we know it's been a year or thereabouts since Cade did that search. <laughs> It's been a year, a year since the events of the very last bit of Destiny One.
3: Nice.
1: And so that was my—I was excited that there was actual like solid timeline. Oh, yes. Nessus,
2: Nessus! brings us our first real AI, non warmind mind AI, uh, and that is a uh, failsafe who we she... met in the beta. She's kind of a nutcase, but has She's some pretty delightful. some some good dialogue. She's the best. Uh, But there are, unfortunately, and again, I don't want to, I hate, I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm that guy. Like, I'm going to point out things that are, like, stupid and wrong. (laughs)
1: That's all right. (laughs)
2: Uh, That's what we're doing. So the two things that bother me the most on Nessus. One. uh, uh, Failsafe explicitly states... That she watched the Vex destroy every last bit of biological life on Nessus. Uh, yet when we get there, there are trees and plants and animals and little hoppy frog things and birds flying around. And it's like, wh-
1: well, that doesn't necessarily state that there is no biological life it could just be that, because I mean, technically the Vex themselves are biological life. but well, that's
2: the second big problem.
1: But um, it could just be that, because I, I would assume she's referring to her crew, because there wouldn't have been much else on Nessus.
2: But that conversation happens around her revealing that the the Vex have basically technoformed the entire planet. Yeah, the, but I feel mach- like... Machino-formed, I think is the term yeah. they use in the game now.
1: Yeah, I th- I think it could just be that if she was referring to her crew as biological life, because that's how she would register them, that it could just be watch them destroy all biological life as it was then, and then what is there now is a result of vex forests, which is the big trees and things. Because according what? to well, the ghost I don't know the ghosts seem to uh, not think any of that should be there. No trees, no nothing.
2: Yeah, there it's shouldn't just, be.
1: Yeah, so that would be all Vex stuff.
2: Dexterous. But it still ama- it's still biological. Like when you first float into Artifact's Edge and you jumped on that teleporter, when you land, these little bird thingies fly away. They're not Vex, they're little mm. bird thingies.
1: Yeah, but they wouldn't have been there if it weren't for the Vex Maybe putting that's... all foresty stuff in.
2: But they shouldn't be there
1: yeah, at all know.
2: because the Vex eradicated all biological life in the planet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what I was saying is that failsafe could just be referring to her crew yeah. if the Vex hadn't converted the planet at that point. Like if there was no other biological life other than the crew. When the Vex turned up, eliminated them all. Oh, I guess they didn't kill them all, did they? No, that can't be right. Actually, the crew died of starvation. Yeah. All right. Never mind. I didn't justify anything. I just made it more confusing for myself. Also,
2: X's Black crashed there 500 years ago.
1: Yeah, they all died of starvation, and then the Vex converted. <laughs> it's weird.
2: So. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, I like the birds. They're pretty.
2: <laughs> the other thing that bothers <laughs> me is that throughout the entire course of the missions on Nessus, uh, both Failsafe and Ghost go back and forth referring to the Vex as both a technological artificial intelligence and a biological being and it bugs the hell out of me it's i feel like the writers couldn't decide so they just used both but it makes no sense uh like there are there are times when you're playing the missions and even ghost specifically says i hate this because ghost seems surprised by this that oh the the Vex are actually biological, and they point out, like, the the uh, Radiolarian. Like, they point out all this stuff. They make mm-hmm. a concerted effort, even though we, we the already... Vex milk. Yeah. Like, we already knew this from Destiny 1, because there's an entire mission based around it, where we go and Ghost says, oh, the Vex mind cores are actually biological. They're not,
3: well, like... You she- could even,
1: for one of the missions or something, I don't know, there was something in Destiny 1 where you actually collect, like, the, the Radiolaria to turn into someone yeah you've touched it you know what it is
2: (laughs) yeah we know we know plenty about it
1: but i mean like the waterfalls are impressive so i understand being surprised by that but it's still weird to be surprised by its existence at all
2: sure and i get that but there's points then where both failsafe and ghost will refer to them as non-organic beings which drives me like there's a great example one that bothers me with is when you're doing the O oh, Captain mission and uh, ghost is like man why would the vex care about the captain and then failsafe says oh the captain was so nice to all like artificial intelligences but that's irrelevant cuz the vex aren't artificial intelligence and then when yeah, you com- that's odd. when you when you complete a public event on Nessus... Uh, And Ghost says, yeah, eat that. And Failsafe corrects him by saying, inorganic network intelligences don't get hungry.
1: Yeah, she very specifically says inorganic. Inorganic. (laughs) That is not, (laughs) we've already Uh, established that. That's exact. (laughs) I remember thinking that as well. And they constantly refer to them as robots. And it's like, you you guys should know better. (laughs) You guys are AI. You should know better than this exactly and then because <laughs> so, they make the same crack
2: about servitors
1: yeah AI look AI and like that's that. real
2: like that's ai like that makes sense yeah but they're referring to the vex the same way undoes everything we've learned about the vex up until this point point. and for ghosts to then echo her to say like why would ghost then say yeah take that inorganic network like shouldn't ghost be like yeah take that wait a minute yeah
1: like, <laughs> that goes against everything else you've been telling me and what we're seeing on this planet yes yeah, it's it's so. weird, and I get I guess as far as I mean, like because they definitely are organic, but as far as life forms, they're in a weird area, Vexa, because of just the nature of their yes. they're a fluid <laughs> controlling <laughs> robot bodies. It's, it's very <laughs> it's very hard to wrap your head around as far as intelligent life form. So i can understand there's a bit of a gray area with how we're f- referring to them, but inorganic is definitely wrong.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I like Nessus though. I think it's cool to see. Um, essentially, we get to see a planet fully vexified. Planetoid, sorry, uh, fully vexified, which is kind of cool. It looks very much, you know, black gardeny, which is not surprising.
2: I mean, yeah, it does look pretty black gardeny. I it's just
1: big Forest I sort of. I feel bully, like Io big is boxes. more.
2: Io is more vexed than Nessus mm, is.
1: Io has all the skeletons everywhere.
2: Io has the pyramidian, which is maybe the coolest thing that the Vex yeah. have put in it. Like other than the vault, the pyramidian is
1: awesome. But the vault from the outside is a big door. The pyramidian from the outside is a pyramidian. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> triangular Vex thing into the sky, and it's awesome. And I can climb it. <laughs> yes yeah no i definitely agree with
3: that and it's, it's full of
2: lasers
1: yeah uh, um, very so good. there's a lot to talk about
2: uh on nessus we eventually will uh the vet well so yeah so then we have the vex uh we learn not so much on nessus we learn this more on io that the vex are almost completely under siege by the taken uh and less so the cabal
1: uh, well, they kind of fight it's it's interesting because I've seen a few cases on IO where occasionally you'll come across the vex have caged up a taken Centurion or something yes and you can free them and fight them so they're kind of they're doing both they're experimenting around a bit they're f- kind of fighting one another I feel like it's not just one is a victim
3: oh
2: no not at all
1: I feel like they're fighting back and it's very interesting to see and again that's just more enemy-to-enemy interaction in the world, which is very cool.
2: And we talked about Nessus when we talked about uh, the bait. Oh, looks like my clan did the crucible tonight. (laughs) Oh, she gave me a sword. Hawthorne, I love you. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a 305 sword finally. Woo!
1: Nice.
2: All right. (laughs) Oh, snap. That's amazing. Okay, sorry.
1: Anyway, I don't know what you're saying.
2: Well, um, we, we, we've. we A lot of the things about Nessus we cover when we talk about the beta mode, So we'll come back and do a big show about Nessus. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, all of these will. Because yeah. there's a lot in each place. And with the scannables and the tidbits of lore we get, there's so much to. Yes.
2: There's some cool stuff that happens on. One thing to do like about Nessus and the Vex is that, like. Like you said, like when people are uh, working on other missions, like random stuff will happen on Nessus where like these giant Vex platforms will suddenly appear, or like a crazy Hydra, greater mind will appear, and just like, oh, somebody's doing some crazy mission, it takes you to.
1: And the fact that you can just follow them on it and do their mission with them and not even be in their fire team, because it's just it's not an instance that they're isolated in. It's very cool. Like, hey, he's doing the Vex on the platforms. Let's go help. Jump, 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 jump. Yep. He's also, like Nessus I don't the, know
2: you. The worst trick in the game right now. Mm,
1: um, that the, the pyramidian one.
2: No, Nessus has the. the oh, no,
1: sorry, pyramidian iron. Yeah.
2: just down or whatever Midas. it's called. Exodus crash, I think it's called, with the the boss that just turns invisible and runs away.
1: Oh yeah, but apparently you can shoot him.
2: Yeah, it, sometimes you can catch him on the wall and shoot him, but.
1: And he falls and dies.
2: Also you know for amazing amazing next generation this is the future of destiny why are all the strike bosses still just giant versions of regular enemies mm. giant giant shrieker giant sword vandal giant hobgoblin uh giant centurion in lake of shadows uh what's the last strike oh in the edz uh regular centurion
1: i feel like the the giant vandal isn't even that giant like he's about the size of a captain so you kind of like you run around especially in the chaos of that one because it gets a bit chaotic because you're on such a small platform and um (laughs) you run around punching things and you're like dead 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 why didn't that one oh that's him oh that's the guy (laughs) oh i thought it was a normal vandal (laughs) jump away jump away Uh, it, I do that all the time doing that one. I'm just running around punching everything, and then it's just like, oh, oh, that's that's him. He looks like a vandal.
2: So then the story takes us to Io, uh, which is my favorite planet in the game right now. Uh, I love... Because
1: you're trying to get some Knight, and you have to be out there to get all the, the
2: time? i the Knight. I love listening to Asher Mir. I love the Pyramidian. I like some of the things that are there, like the endless gate. Um... Uh, I'm not hot on the Terra base, but I like that there's a Warmind Vault, uh, JYS2, which we, yeah. uh, at this point, are calling Joyus2. Joyus was the Sword of Charlemagne. We've talked about that extensively during the Warmind stuff. Oh,
1: that's uh, a good, I was trying to work out what it would be. No, that's a good one. I like that.
3: Because uh, there's I no like...
1: names that start with JYS. Nope. <laughs> if we're following the pattern of R-A-S. I I searched extensively name websites. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nope, joyous, the sort of Charlemagne.
1: I like that. That's I'll, I'll go with that. That's why I that I'll take that theory on
2: Charlemagne being the warmind of Mars.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: speaking of warminds, we get the a great line, a, another good example of Icora not really knowing what she's talking about, but if she feels like she says it with enough sort of Suddenly like rasputin. People just yeah. There is only one war mind, and we know for a fact that there is not.
1: Uh, Charlemagne, not tell. <coughs>
2: yeah. Cough.
3: Sorry. Cough.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, Cora What was that? Yeah. What was that you were saying? I think I'm allergic to, to your lies. So,
2: ooh. Uh, we know that Asher, uh, Asher was also in the D1 Grimoire from uh, Age of Triumph. The he was he was, asleep on a bed. Uh, Eris went to go visit him. He and Eris are friends uh, just after he got his Vex arm.
1: Probably because they both annoy Ikora. He doesn't have his ghost out on IO.
2: He does not. Well nobody Which is does.
1: disappointing because in the Grimoire where he is, the ghost has the red Vex eye. I yeah, really want to see that.
2: Creepy Vex ghost. I know I wish he did.
1: Cause um yeah, I really wish I could see that. I miss it like when D one Tower they'd all be there with their ghosts out. You could check him out, but nope. Come on. Yeah. Uh,
2: I love. I like. I said at the beginning of the show, I, Asher is. But I think he's voice acted spectacularly. I love. Some of the things that he says. I love his attitude. I love everything about. <laughs> what he does.
1: You just like him because he annoys Icora. <laughs> I like him because he annoys everybody. He's great. Yeah, which he, is why Eris likes him too. <laughs> he says
2: things that I think all the time. Uh,
1: yeah Uh, i i like i like in that card line about you know eris just sitting there smiling at the thought of him just pissing everyone off yep (laughs) and she's like ah yeah this is why we're friends yeah which is which is also that card's also when eris leaves the city she's telling him bedridden that she's leaving which is why she is not anywhere to be found in the immediate attack or after She's running off around doing something, probably for the next expansion.
3: Yep.
2: But there's some good revelations on IO2 uh, that this was the last place, this is the last planetoid that the Traveler touched uh, before the assault of the Yeah, and
1: you can see all the big light things coming off everywhere in the distance, and when you yeah. fly in.
2: Yeah, and they make a very they make a very distinct point, or at least Ikora does, that the Traveler's energy, not light, but actual, the Traveler's actual energy is housed in Io.
1: Yeah, you see it in the cracks in the ground. The ghost says something about that. It being so, the Traveler's energy glowing out of the cracks.
2: Yeah. So this is a new thing, right? this The raw energy of the Traveler is a new sort of uh, variable, a new factor that we have. It's
1: pumped all over the place.
2: Yeah, well the, the cabal are after it, the the taken are trying to siphon it out of the planet at one point, they're they're trying to col not trying to collapse, but Asher is like they're gonna they're gonna implode the planet if you don't stop them.
1: Technically Asher is after it too, to make mode of light generators.
2: Man, what an amazing mission that is. It's
1: like, can we can we have the machine still? Can we use this in raids? And I'm that... i okay for a mode of light cannon.
2: So that's a great example. So like we've talked about a little bit like the Hive have changed, the Fallen have changed, the Vex have changed. Uh, and we learn way more about the Vex and the Taken on Io here and how like the, the Taken are specifically targeting the Vex, but then the, the Vex, the very nature of the Vex organism is infectious to the Taken. So that's like a weird thing that's happening there. Uh, the Taken are now leaderless, uh, but they're focusing a lot on Io. Uh, trying to and exploit the...
1: Calling people in the Ascendant Realm through all of those balls.
2: The Blights, yep. Uh,
1: Savathun or Anonymous Whispering.
2: Maybe Malak is still alive.
1: Well, it's uh, that's the only one that that is actually named, because um... oh no, actually one names the Worm Gods, doesn't
2: it? Yes, one specifically names the Worm Gods.
1: Yeah, er, Yolzul. Um, yeah,
3: and all that. Ur. Uh,
1: no, yeah. no Aka. No Akka, yeah. Well that wasn't in some of the other Taken King stuff, I don't think Akka was always named.
3: Uh, anyway, well, yeah.
1: In oh, the in he in the song... the was, but like in in the song was Akka named?
2: Yes, in the song Akka was named. So Can can whatever. people
1: actually hear that in the song? Because I It's on I the can't. soundtrack. I know, but I can listen it, to it all it's day. But really I can. But it, I can barely understand yeah, a word, can, and I'm can, interested about Savathun's song as well because that Shriek is singing a very similar thing.
2: Yes. Yeah, it you just can, Sounds like. I, I think to be done with with Aka, or <clears throat> turned Aka into a boat.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe since this is um, this is the amended version, since it's all new <laughs> stuff, and they've like, well, we re- rewrote the song to make it more current day. And Akka's not in it since he's not around to call to. You can still see
2: the Dreadnought in Saturn's rings from Io.
1: Yes, you can.
2: This is my problem with Io, right? My problem with Io is that the skyboxes are gorgeous, but you can see Jupiter and Saturn at the same time, and Saturn is like bajillions of miles away from Jupiter.
1: You can see it very clearly from Titan. I think it's Titan. Yeah. Titan's the one where you can totally see Saturn from.
2: Probably. You can see it from Io, too, which drives mm. me nuts. It looks great, but it shouldn't be that big.
1: Mm. Uh, you can get the shadow of the planet on the rings. It looks really cool.
2: There's also some cool... You can see other moons from Io, like orbiting Jupiter. Is actually.
3: Pretty cool.
2: uh, but this this combination like this, between this and the shard of the traveler, they're very much, there's a connection now between the darkness and the light or between the energy of the traveler and something else. There's a connection there that that has become much more prominent.
3: Mm. Um,
2: so whether the Taken need the energy of the traveler to feed or they're using it for some other purpose, we have now, they've firmly established like this intrinsic connection between the light and the dark aside from them just being polar opposites. Uh, that's one of the big sort of big revelations of IO. Uh, there's also this interesting revelation that, uh, Asher is slowly becoming Vex. Uh, he says yeah. that he can feel, he can feel him and he can feel the organism inside him slowly converting him.
1: Well, that's like what's was doing to the taken as well. That it just sort of spreads and takes over.
2: Although, interestingly, if you stand around Asher, he will also say, do you feel the nanomachines in your blood? And nanomachines are not Vex. uh, But nanomachines are SIVA. (laughs) So maybe we didn't come out of the SIVA encounter unscathed.
1: Mm, I'm so (laughs) done with SIVA.
2: Well, there's still going to be a big SIVA reveal on Nessus. We know that XX Black was carrying a, a SIVA cache. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> which do you which do you like less? Siva or the Taken? Uh <laughs> no,
1: don't I can't decide that. <laughs> you can't have least favorites. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know, actually. Siva was really annoying. The Taken are also really annoying, but they're not that hard to deal with, so I feel like because the Siva sort of buffed everything up. Yeah. It just made it really annoying to deal with, and you can't headshot everything, which is. What I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's hard to decide because Siva bothered me for less time, whereas Taken has been oh, around I guess,
2: yeah, I guess inconveniencing
1: true. me for a long time.
2: <laughs> whereas. I feel like Taken scions split faster now.
1: Oh really. I feel like I feel like I can kill them faster. Really? <laughs> pop pop, yeah. pop 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 pop. Bye. All right, let's get the centurion. God, I, 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 I do I, have mida all like I the time. Shoot so. One and
2: there's fifteen more immediately.
1: I, I do I do run mida all the time, so oh. I feel like headshots are just like done. I'll do it. the golden,
2: yeah. golden staple gun. <laughs>
1: Oh, I ran Mita, like a lot in Destiny 1. So, I finally got it again like, yes, my baby come back to me. Yeah. I'm just headshot everything. It's the new meta. Yeah, and then it became the new meta and now I feel like uncool, <laughs> but I still use it in. I still use it in Crucible.
2: <laughs> Do you pair it up with the mini tool? Of course. Nice.
1: Mini tool feels really good though. Are actually more than I use it more than I thought? I use them about 50/50.
3: Really? Which oh.
1: yeah, cuz out of so submachine guns which i wasn't sold on at first i really like mini tool and i often run in first with mini tool and then i of course long range mitre but if i'm fighting especially beefier things not even shielded things just beefier things i'll run huh. in with mini tool first and then finish him with mitre nice. or the other way around yeah i use I them have, about 50 50
2: i haven't been able to put down skyburner's oath on my hunter that...
1: Ah oh, yes, cause that's Gun, pretty
2: useful. Cabal destroyer, it's, it's awesome.
1: useful if you're doing like the extractor drill and you got the flanks yep. coming up. Yes, that is rather handy. I don't actually have that one.
2: It's it's great. Uh,
1: my my boyfriend has it though, so he he runs that, and I'll be like, well, there's flanks, go shoot them. I'll get the dudes in the back. It's punchy. And and normal scions, not taken scions. One one headshot, pop
2: it's beautiful man i feel like we're there's well okay so that's we'll wrap up io oh take yeah <laughs> in, take in vex pyramidian we'll go we'll go into the stuff way deeper uh and that takes us back to the end of the story which we talked about in the beginning a little bit here this issue of scale and destroying the the almighty by ourselves which is kind of yeah but there are some amazing set pieces there like you said like out you know right on the surface of the sun yeah uh, the the mining tube that takes you to the final area is really cool. I've died in that. I switched to third person. I pulled out my sword while I was flying through the tube, and I somehow got caught on something and <laughs> it was just wrecked
1: Speak, me. Speaking of dying, like in tubes and stuff, doing some one of the uh, oh, is it the is it the pyramidian? Um, not pyramidian. Whichever
2: pyramidian is full of lasers.
1: No, whichever um, strike it is. I think it's on IO if you jump when you go into the Cabal cannon, you will hit the roof of that doorway, oh, and you will yeah, die. yeah, unnecessary. Yeah. And if you that that the don't jump, in the yeah, yep. yeah, that's right. And if you don't jump and you close. go to land, you need to jump before you hit the ground because sometimes you will still die.
2: Yeah, you'll just splat right into that wall too for moving too fast. Yeah,
1: but it's not even the wall. You just hit the floor and you die. I've had yep. s- several people die there. That's the one. Is that the one with the massive drill at the end?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's the the vex strike uh, inverted spire.
1: Yeah, that's the one. I don't know how many how so many people die on that giant drill at the end because it's like you can see them coming.
3: Run to the top. Just don't
1: stand on the.
2: Go to the top. You can right when you get to right where that area is. Look to your right. There's a rock. If you jump, double jump, or jump high, you can mantle the top of it. There's an upper path that those drills never touch.
1: (laughs) Ooh. But see, I never like we walk where the drills go. Never hit them because they're giant, and you can see where they're gonna touch <laughs> every time. Because I play with my boyfriend, so we have a rando for third. Like we played that, and they died like five times what? in that area. Like how? How are you dying? Just, we had it I on just, three separate occasions with three different people.
2: Man, like, I just gun it. I gun it forward. Gun it yeah. forward. Stop.
1: I don't know how it, how it works out. Stop. It was trickier when it was nightfall. But yes. Anyway, sorry, that was a side thing on the uh, the, the pipes on the Almighty, but just dying on <laughs> dying on things that should be just leading you on their own. <laughs> the number of cannons and things that will just kill you if you let the game do its thing.
3: Ugh.
2: Anyway. So, and then we have the the mission where you're running through the city to get back to the vanguard. I think that's one of the coolest missions, probably yeah. one of the top five. In Destiny, I don't think anything right now for me still doesn't replace uh, the Last Array, which I think is one of the the best missions in Destiny. Uh, but man, yeah, jumping from rooftop to rooftop,
1: uh, oh, yeah. linking up awesome. with other
2: Guardians, like everything about that that final mission is is fantastic.
1: And I just uh, loved, like, even from the very beginning of the story, just being in a mission, a, a game world with enemies, with the NPC characters. Yes. Felt really cool. Like, the first one where you get to see them all use their super. And you're like, uh, yeah, I'm fighting alongside Zavala. Look at this, we're buddies. Like, it's great. And just seeing them all in action. And even though at the that mission where you're coming to them, they're not really in action because they kind of...
2: You can whiteness. actually... You can kill that Cabal before Ikora shoots it, which is really funny <laughs> because then she's shooting Zavala, but... Uh. <laughs>
1: that's
2: amazing so I was playing with my brother and the first time he was on Striker Titan and we were he was so far ahead and he ran in and he shoulder tackled that cabal and killed it immediately and then Ikora pulled the trigger I'm like did Ikora just shoot Zavala
1: <laughs> I'm gonna put him out of his misery the yeah. only way uh,
2: and if you wait there for too long Cade also Kate follow- is a great line was like was like do we just have a moment I think we had a moment the moment's gone uh, <laughs> you ruined it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's funny playing that last mission uh, to wrap this, bring this back around to the front of the podcast. You talk about the fight with uh, with Gaul, and, you know. We see these cutscenes on the way, we don't really know if the speaker's confirmed dead, we don't know if Cal, uh, the console is confirmed he's dead,
1: dead, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, some I I know there was something in the tower, a scanner, like, oh, remember the speaker, or whatever. It was like a, it was a very, very heavily implying that he is gone.
2: Yeah, but the immortal is not destroyed, and the speaker was on the immortal.
1: Yeah, but I thought he was I, killed.
0: I agree that, you know, he's, we don't know for sure.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure there was something I No, there was. I, I, I know what read. you're talking
0: about. It was, there was something in the tower that, that said something yeah, it's, about he wasn't over the, in the first bizarre. and won't be the last or, I don't know, something weird. It's, it's... Yeah,
2: it's in the bazaar. There's a scannable, and Ghost says, these are the speaker's quarters. They rebuilt them just like they were in the tower. There's a whole little thing about the speaker.
3: Mm. But
2: when the Traveler gives everybody their light back, would the speaker get his light back too?
1: Mm.
2: He was a guardian. Was,
1: was he? Oh, he yeah. did have a ghost, didn't he? Mm. Yep.
2: So. Uh, the big, it was interesting playing through that mission a couple times. Uh, and again, that last fight is a little bit underwhelming. Uh, but while I was playing it, I was thinking to myself, man, how cool would it have been? And I'm, I'm just gonna go off into like complete fantasy land here. If we, if you could not win the fight against Gaul, because there's that whole cutscene with Gaul, like you defeat Gaul, and then there's like weird like booger gall comes out of gall's body and then the traveler wakes up and it's like nope sorry booger gall you're gone uh, but honestly how awesome would it have been if you're in that fight with gall and you can't win uh, and gall kills you and then the traveler wakes up and the traveler destroys gall and gives all the guardians their light back including yours
1: that would uh, that would have been really cool
2: uh just to to put some more like gravitas there on the traveler
1: uh, yeah cuz it seemed it seemed i don't know maybe like i was thinking like why did it actually wake up at that point yeah and i the best i could think was like cuz that was the closest anyone got to directly messing with the light from the traveler not just sort of outside of it because he was like right up against it yeah doing things to it but i i definitely think it would have been cooler and maybe even make more sense if we had actually lost that we were we were the chosen of the traveler travelers chosen that little pistol um (laughs) (laughs) we were the chosen of the traveler and we failed so it was like fine i'll do it myself (laughs) like
3: yeah
1: i i I feel like that would have made sense but yeah it's interesting
2: because i think and i hope i mean i don't think they're ever going to change that unfortunately but like if a heroic version of that fight would just be because the way gaul taunts you that whole fight it doesn't seem like we should be able to beat him with bullets
1: (laughs) Mm. Uh, or at least there should have been more of a direct light and traveler imbuing us or something yeah sort of uh mechanic to it
2: yeah, anything. I would wow. any kind of mechanic. I would me like a I would love you like a clash mechanic where it's like you know, it would have been great if you sort of like you ju- like you're on whatever, and this is way too complicated. Unfortunately, but it's like you're on uh Dawn Dawnbringer, whatever the new warlock is. I never play it. Uh, mm. you know, you jump up in the air and you start throwing swords at him. Uh sword blades and he matched you for every single one. like you couldn't hit him with it because he would counter every single one mm. uh, like i remember when he first when he first turned into like electricity mode i'm like you're done now i hit him with a tether i'm like how does it feel to be suppressed and i'm like it doesn't suppress him i'm like come on like that would have been hilarious if i could suppress him <laughs> uh with my tether but then he turns around and does like something completely rant like Guardian Random. Like I get that he didn't, he wasn't versed in using the light the way we were, but they could have made that fight way more epic.
1: Yeah, I just yeah I agree with the like we shouldn't have just been able to kill him with bullets flat out like every other boss in the game. Like, every you know, strike shouldn't... boss, every yeah. ad in the patrol. We shouldn't we should have had to do something a tri- bit trickier to get him. I think.
2: Or even like only you can only drop him to like one percent, and you have to finish him with the super. Like you have yeah. to you have to prove that you're the, you know how to wield the light, more than his little machine lets him. So I think like there's like okay, yeah, I think like there's some missed missed opportunities along the way to do stuff like that, but you know it is what it is.
1: Yeah, and it's only the first main boss of like the vanilla Destiny 2. We're going to get lots more expansions and lots more big bosses, uh, which they can probably do more fun things with. So I I, I have hope. <laughs> it's also I mean, it's
2: also disappointing if you rewind it to the beginning where it's like, oh, Gaul has been bred from birth to take the, back the Traveler. and Look what he did to the tower. And it's like, well, the entire city with millions of guardians couldn't beat this guy on in his initial assault. But then, you know, we sort of like meet him on board one mono imano and can can do it it's like
1: yeah i mean part I, of that is the traveler and the light that he took us by surprise by shutting off the traveler we weren't expecting that yeah so right. we were kind of scattered and i mean losing the light shook everyone even us even our super guardian like we we were still kind of stumbling off to the farm barely handling the doggies yeah but
2: we have infinite tanks
1: <laughs> not <laughs> at that point we didn't we didn't at that point so it was like in the initial sort of aftermath, everyone was very surprised and shaken. So it's kind of understandable that we didn't beat him then. Uh, we had to sort of build ourselves up in order to do it. But I still think we shouldn't have just been able to do it in a normal boss way. Because even, you know, like raid bosses and stuff, they have tricky mechanics to them. They have methods that you have to go through to even get to damage them. But you could just wail on goal the whole time.
2: Yeah, you can just... And he's not even that... I mean, I guess they wanted, and I hate, I'm not going to get into this discussion about like casual players versus hardcore players, but like they wanted everybody to finish the campaign. They needed, they, yeah, needed the, I guess.
1: they
3: needed
2: the worst possible player to be able to finish the campaign.
1: It still could have been just like, you know, he leaves behind puddles of light when he changes uh, element and you have to stand in those to damage him or something.
2: Yeah, instead of just ones that just give instead us our of, super. I could, Instead I don't of understand just stand,
1: on the, stand on the pillar and shoot. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: or just like, oh, go keep getting your infinite super over and over and over again. Like, if you're going to keep giving my infinite super, make it so the infinite super is a thing that has to kill him. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was still an all right. Like, I still really liked that fight. I just felt like it was an anti-climax as far as fight mechanics go. As a story, I thought it was really cool. But as fight mechanics, it was like, oh, okay, well... I guess we're doing this again.
2: And then we have mysterious ending. Yes. Mysterious ending with the, the travelers energy radiating far outside our own galaxy. Uh, yeah. Which is. And awakening the reapers in deep space. No wait, Wrong game. Awakening the pyramid <laughs> ships.
1: <laughs> which is interesting. Cause like before. Um, the light that shot out I think i trying to remember exactly cause I haven't like really heavily researched this, but it was just stuff that it was also stuff that my boyfriend was, was speculating with me. Cause we were like, Oh, big ending. <laughs> um, that, uh, the, in the sort of collapse, the traveler did something similar.
2: Yes. released. But that. it didn't
1: reach beyond the reef. And Correct. this re- this went beyond our galaxy. Yeah. So, I mean, then those things at the end, are well, very, also, very, very far away. <laughs> well, I mean, also in in
2: Alpha Lupi, it's the traveler is exhausted when it gets to our system. Like it is worn down and weary.
1: Yes. Ah. So, so it's just significant that that blast of light, which sort mm-hmm. of you know, here I am, I'm it's awake been, now. Been napping it, it for like, three years. So. It goes. So much further than it ever did before yeah and uh yeah it's a bit of a oh i'm awake here i am hello world universe galaxy whatever so do
2: you think the pyramid ships are friend or foe
1: mm, i don't know because everything i have speculated thus far has been able to be argued against <laughs> <laughs> Because, like I said, my boyfriend and I were speculating, and everything I come up with is like, oh, no, it can't be that. Because, like, oh, okay, I, I guess I just don't know. So, yeah. Speculating many things with that.
2: All right. Well, there's now, I'm so keenly, because we still haven't figured out the thing with episode, what episode are we, 28 or 23, that's like uh... three hours long.
0: Yeah, 28. I've got it broken down. I just really, I just haven't Well, now now I'm super it.
2: sensitive yeah. about how long our episodes are because I'm like, oh man, <laughs> super long episode, we're not going to publish it.
0: Well, no, no, we can, knowing it, knowing in advance, it's, it's pulling the old one and cutting it up and putting a, I don't know, I just, I'm just lazy. But,
2: but yeah, I mean, there's tons we didn't, we haven't talked about, like Amanda Holiday and banshee's back and master rahul is back uh, he's factions... been giving
1: me exotics from legendaries, so i love him again all right
2: <laughs> the factions just showed up uh, the entire universe is now a weird slot machine we put tokens into which i absolutely <laughs> hate I, I i have been every day that i play this game i have to withhold myself from going on a twitter rant about how <laughs> garbage the (laughs) token system is because it is like Uh, (laughs) it is like insert default mechanic for every video game since super mario brothers on (laughs) nes
1: and it's interesting that everyone has their own oh my god i don't mind that they have that but i don't like the whole turn in tokens you have to do their activity thing now, what? I don't I don't mind it, it counting just, reps separately for each person and cuz I know you get all these different armor sets from them but Sure and I get that but
2: I'm I'm on I'm on Titan. I'm on the frozen moon of Titan above a methane ocean and methane rain is raining down upon me and it's freezing everything I know and there's the evil alien hive and then there's the fallen running around and I open a treasure chest and it has a token in it. Like a pog and then I go and take that pog And I give it to Sloane and she gives me something for it. Like, and then I I get a patrol and Sloane says, hey, my supplies were cut off. I need you to go get them back. And then I go and get her supplies back and she rewards me with a token that I then give immediately back to her. (laughs) It's like the token thing is just it makes no sense to me. Uh, it does not fit in any way. Like it is, every time I get them, I'm reminded this is a game. Uh, yeah, it, it that's breaks true. the immersion so badly because getting a token is an explicit video game mechanic.
1: Yeah, it'd be different if it was like the exact same thing, but they weren't tokens that you were finding. Like, oh, here's you know salvaged materials. Well, there's that, a you're planetar- in, that you're turning into, it was not even planetary mats, but like, you know, here's salvage supplies from the arcology, give them to Sloan. Yay, we have more build up of the supplies now. That keeps us going, have some armor. And that kind of yeah. makes a bit more sense than just, here's a disc with your symbol on it.
2: Yeah, it's a pog. Every planet has a pog, and you go and you collect the pogs, and you trade them <laughs> with your friends. You put them in the pog slot machine. <clears throat> like It's just... Yeah, the token thing drives me crazy. Uh... Yeah,
1: and it'd make more sense, even like even for you know the the vanguard thing. If, I, I kind of understand how it wouldn't work the same way then for doing strikes and stuff, but they could try and get like you get something out of it that's sort of more in game. Even if you know Ikora's uh, meditations were, you had to write down your experience on a piece of paper and hand it to Ikora or something. But that's
2: that's the thing with like that's a is a great example right uh meditate on this take a moment to remember where your power came from okay i did it here's your reward there are tokens but now i give the tokens back like why do you even give me the tokens i'm going to give them back to you immediately
1: yeah well it would make it would make sense if like out of that you got you know uh a log of your experience and you hand that to icora so she has the record of your meditation or something that makes sense in the and then it's like oh thank you for your experience i shall keep this and have have the armor you wore at the beginning which looks really really cool and it's very hard to get from me
2: anything that's not like the gamiest game thing that's ever been in games
1: i I have no cool spot i have no real uh, terrible issues with it as a system but i definitely agree with the immersion breaking thing that does bother me like, I feel like... Because it, it works is why like it it, it functions as a yeah, system. Oh, it
2: functions as a... Me- yeah, it functions as a mechanic. Which is
1: why it, was why it doesn't inherently bother me as much, but I definitely I, I am bothered by it breaking the immersion of the of the game that I'm I going to get some tokens and hand them <sighs> in and get reputation. It's not like,
3: Where do they I'm going to get
1: this and I'm going to help these people.
2: <laughs> who hid <laughs> like, these tokens all over the, the arcology? It's like... It was like
1: yeah, e- why like did the vex Easter. have them <laughs> yeah in the picked... random treasure chest they left around mm. yes like, the only
2: place it makes sense for me is a crucible where it's like yeah because it's I all w- I organized
1: match. by people yes. given by people rewards from people yeah yeah that makes sense
3: but
1: Shax like, is still just as crazy have you seen the? you've got the hydra above him Yep, and that rhino-y looking thing <laughs>
2: What is what is Devrim doing with the millions of tokens he gets every day? Where does he stash them all?
1: He gives them to the Fallen to put back in the chests.
2: Ah. Uh, uh.
1: That's why they don't shoot each other. He's he has working agreement
2: the whole time. He puts them in his gun and shoots tokens at them.
1: He's like, can we have more stuff to put in chests? Sure, I'll throw you down some of these discs.
2: It would be so funny if they changed the environment around him so it's just like mountains of tokens. And he's like Scrooge McDuck <laughs> inside a token bin.
1: The church just like slowly fills up so you can no longer slope enter the doorways. Fills up with tokens. The only way in there is through the Lost Sector.
2: That would be amazing. <laughs> you could just walk up to his window because it's a giant mountain of tokens. Yeah, outside. actually
1: you enter from the back of the church and it's just a slope up. <laughs> And he's sitting on a throne of tokens. (laughs) He goes, Guardian. Have you bought tokens for me?
2: He gives you a cup of tea. This is a cup of
1: (laughs) (laughs) tea. He doesn't have a teapot. (laughs) (laughs) Stop talking about tea if you can't make me tea. I like tea. False promises.
2: Maybe the Fallen bring him tea. Mm -hmm.
1: maybe he gives them tokens for tea they put them back in the boxes we get the tokens bring them cycle repeats (laughs) uh
2: but yeah new subclasses we haven't been top of the new subclasses uh armor weapons exotics shaders all there i mean there's so much stuff a lot to cover yeah yeah we got a lot to cover and we'll get to it
1: Uh. i'm actually more okay with the shader system now that i've played the game for a bit
2: yeah, you know what I'm not okay with? I'm okay with the fact that you have limited space for shaders.
0: Yeah, didn't you say you're got... maxed?
2: i am maxed. My shader inventory is full. All my shaders go to the Postmaster now. But the problem is when you delete a shader, you can only delete one at a time. And I've got Whoa, like what? 80 of every shader. So
3: I'm
2: mm, not gonna just See, add... I
1: don't I don't think you should have limited space for something like that. That's yeah, okay. I haven't I haven't maxed out my space yet. I was just talking about them being a uh, one off sort of consumable. Which I was not okay with at the beginning, but I'm okay with now because you get so many of them.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, there's just
1: <clears throat> well, and also because you can put them on things and they stay. so you can have a gun and you can put make it shiny gold, and that gun will forever and always be shiny gold unless you get rid of it.
3: Yeah,
1: and it's kind of well, cool because I've got my I've got my sparrow and my ship shaded, and they look really cool, my ghost definitely. shaded.
2: And you can put shaders in the vault. So I learned you can put shaders in the vault. Mm. Uh, oh, not through third party, not through like dim, but directly into the vault. The problem is that i i I don't know who designed the new vault, uh, but they're awful, and I don't mm. like them
1: because I, agree.
2: I don't know who decided the vault should be giant pile of all your things. Uh, yeah, that you can we, sort we've got
1: cab- cabinets and drawers to tuck everything into nice and neatly. It's Not just a big. Here's your room. Chuck it all in there. Like coming from
2: the the tabbed vault, along with our collections in Destiny One, to basically get like the stewpot vault that we have now is awful.
1: <laughs> I, I I appreciate the vault and the inventory options for organizing, but they don't stick. They don't stick though. That's what's. I I appreciate that they're there and they. At least had the hope that that would be a thing because I like being able to just go, I organize my name in a recent, you know, whatever. But I I'll feel like if time. they had that, if they had that, it doesn't it do that automatically. No. Oh, it did for me. Oh, okay. Well, the lock to the drawer, I guess. <laughs> Whenever I open the vault and whatever mess it's in that time.
2: Yeah. well, I mean, when you open your vault, are all your scout rifles together? All your auto rifles are together? All your sidearms are together? All your sparrows are together?
1: Yes, but in order of common like rarity whatever.
2: i'm going to the tower right now to check this out because i don't believe it's true
1: but i think it changes sometimes well the second you
2: even like if you even view something in your vault the sorting breaks
1: yeah i haven't really touched stuff in there so that's probably why
2: i don't i live i live in dim uh shout out to the dudes at dim who are the greatest people who have ever lived for Mm. what they do for this game uh yeah, Destiny Item Manager. If you don't use it, use it. You're you're missing out.
1: I haven't used it since the the de- Destiny Two, but I have no need for it just yet until I get so my alts good. out and start doing stuff.
2: Well, yeah, she who had no Sparrow. Uh, you're definitely gonna want to give a Sparrow to, to your new characters. It makes oh, I've got a,
1: I've got so many Sparrows now. It makes like, getting through
2: the campaign way easier.
1: Well, I, I got a Sparrow shortly after that, I think from Eververse Bright and Grams. Nice which I really like that, by the way. I like getting bright engrams and being able to get the pay-exclusive stuff, non-pay-exclusive, even if it's slow and even if it's not as convenient. You can get you know gifts of bright dust from it and be able to buy stuff by your choice. And I feel like they've improved it in this game more than Destiny 1. I feel that you can still get all that paid stuff if you work for it. And it's all available to you if you work for it, uh, but there's still incentive to pay, if yep. that makes sense. Whereas I felt like in Destiny One, with a lot of the Eververse stuff, you pay or or you're not getting it, because it's like very very hard to get and it's all RNG. Whereas this is RNG, but you still get bright engrams whenever you level up instead of more moats, which of course you need. <laughs> Yay. Um,
2: okay so my when i open my vault my vault goes uh level one light level 10 sidearm then auto rifle then sidearm then sidearm then submachine gun then sidearm again then pulse rifle then hand cannon then sidearm then trace rifle oh there all is my
1: together hmm.
2: there is no order this is a mess Maybe
1: i just don't have as much in there <laughs> I don't have many weapons and I have have a grenade
2: launcher and a grenade launcher, then a shotgun, then another grenade launcher, then two swords, then another grenade launcher.
1: Hmm. Yeah. The vaults, the vault changes though. When I go back into it, it's all very messy. I do like having little pockets to tuck things into rather than just a big space. And, uh, yeah, just more, more vault space too. would be nice. I haven't filled it, but I already want more. <laughs> because uh, the, the thing is, with limited, limited vault space, it's like there's less incentive to chuck stuff in there.
2: Yeah. Well, the other thing I don't get, like they made a big deal about there being, you know, so, you know, we all know this, all the weapons are are static rolls now. Uh,
1: I like that, though.
2: But what I was saying, if everything is going to be static, why not have a collections for legendary weapons.
1: Mm, good point.
2: Because you're going to take it out of the vault. It's never going to be different. So you might as well just give us a collection for all of
1: them. Yeah. The only reason to vault it is for the light level, or yeah. the power level, whatever it is. Yeah.
2: And it's the same with legendary armor. Like, we, if the stats are always going to be flat, might as well just stick it all in a collection so we're not carrying 45,000 things around with this, or sticking it all in the vault. Just give us a giant iPad to pull it out of.
1: Yeah. I miss the, um, I miss the kiosks where you could see everything including stuff you didn't have yes because like the the, the collector sort of side of everything it's just not there i don't no. feel the need to get every exotic because i don't know what i'm missing out like <laughs> i only know what i've seen other people carry and go i want that yeah <laughs> but it's not like i've seen a chart or like a thing on the wall like you're missing 10 of them <gasps> i need to farm like yeah the, it, Uh, The kiosks and things were even if in the collections page, it showed everything as it was locked. But I don't think it does. So at least not that not that I've seen.
2: So yeah, we didn't talk about the raid. We didn't talk about tons of stuff. So yeah, we've got a lot. We got a lot to do. So but we're on it.
1: Mm. Yes, and there's lots more. Lots more stuff to talk about.
2: We're also, I think, all, all of us. I think we're all enjoying just playing the game too.
1: Mm.
2: Like I've been having, I've been having fun just like jumping into. I mean, nobody does strikes anymore, but like just jumping into public events. I hate the farming mat lockout. Drives me absolutely
1: out of my damn mind. Uh, yeah, because when you get a patrol for it.
0: Yeah, you get like, a patrol for well, it. Well.
1: But the thing well, is, like, I knew there was the, the lockout of a time. Hours. Like, yeah, there's a there's a time of like lockout. But what is that time? Because I can collect mats within two seconds of each other and still get both.
2: Wow, or I can go do... after
1: three. I can go after three minutes and it still won't give it to me. I think it's all glitched out on me.
2: (laughs) I I mean, I'd love to think that it's a bug. I'd love to think that there's something wrong with the way materials are being distributed from chests and planetary materials. It's so
1: inconsistent for me that I feel like it must be.
2: Because Mm -hmm. if you have the patrol where you need to get 10 planetary items, if you, (laughs) well, if you pull it and you don't get anything on your UI, it still counts towards the patrol or towards Mm -hmm. the challenge.
3: Yeah, which so means must be.
2: that there's a trigger that's happening that's declaring it is collected, but it's not actually reaching your inventory. Which seems like a weird way if, to be a voluntary lockout. But
1: mm. yeah, I'm I'm hoping it's something that's wrong because just just because it's been so inconsistent. If it was like it's locked out for thirty seconds, fine, I will count to thirty, then I'll go get that. Well, but it's not. Some... It's been really inconsistent.
2: Give us something on screen that indicates that it is.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Like don't no, don't. It's... The game shouldn't tell me collect 10 of X, but then not tell me when I can no longer collect any of X.
1: Yes. So, I understand like when you do, do like a lost sector over and, over and over and over again, and it will stop giving you stuff after a while. Yeah. Because <laughs> fair enough. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's very understandable. But yeah, the, uh, the mats especially, more than the chests, really bother me. Especially because you have patrols that require you to get them, mm-hmm. and on a place like Titan, they, they are sp- everywhere in a very right next small to each space. each
3: other. Yep. And you're like,
1: <laughs> I can. I'm standing still and I can see five of them, and yet I will pick up about two. Yeah. Well, like
2: the game, the game gives you a ghost that highlights them all. Uh, yeah,
1: I have that game, ghost.
2: <laughs> the game gives you the map from Cade that's active for four hours that shows you where they all are. But
1: the chests, yeah. It's. It's ridiculous. So So I I definitely hope that's something that's wrong that they're gonna fix because it's, or or at least if it's not something that's wrong that they're gonna fix, it's something that is proven to not work and they're gonna change. Yeah. Yeah. If that was intentional, I hope that it's changed or at least fiddled with a bit because it's just
0: so much to do
1: Mm. for everybody. So yeah, let's see how it goes. Speaking of which, we didn't get to which uh, which faction we all joined today. <laughs> I'm assuming you're than, both dead orbit. There's Is more there than anything one.
0: Anything other than dead orbit?
1: We'll see. I betrayed you guys. What? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you got a boyfriend. <laughs> we know you do what he says. It's fine. You're a little
1: <laughs> sheep.
2: As long as but it's not your Monarchy.
1: No, it's Future War Cult. Okay. Because... I well I see dead orbit's area is very gloomy. That's not just the reason. I saw the pictures of all the gear beforehand, and I hated dead orbit's hunter gear. Oh, it's
3: so awful. Like, uh-huh. So
1: I was like, ah, oh, I guess I'll join future. Like it's it's colorful. I like colors, and I, they're always they've always been fascinating. If we get to learn more about them, so I went over to future war cult. The fucking weird. Maybe, maybe my, my boyfriend had some influence in that, but. <laughs> i mean if i was picking them based solely on the location they have in the in the tower i would probably pick new monarchy because i love their little outdoor area
0: their opium den
1: yeah so I, I, went, I
0: went looking for a hookah or something over there <laughs> yeah like sadly
1: maybe that's something you'll get if they win
0: <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> no but i like their little loungy area
0: no but... if you win you get a coupon oh no, can't wait
1: for well, the, the winning team it is gets a, a coupon it's a significant discount though Yeah.
0: at
2: least it's not a token
1: it's not just like it's gonna be 500 instead of a thousand no it's it's a significant discount
2: so what you, off. Get, you get so much i, I almost called it gill oh my god final fantasy uh you get so much <laughs> glimmer in this game it doesn't matter i'm constantly yeah, maxed yeah. out on glimmer
1: yeah forever maxed on glimmer because of the public events and flashpoints they should raise the max. Just add another nine onto it.
2: I mean, I buy mods constantly, but I'm always capped on glimmer.
1: Yeah, because if you do like four public events and a bunch of like patrol stuff, you you're maxed again. Yep. And doing the flashpoint every week will get you straight there. But yeah, so I have I have gone to the uh, future war cult side.
2: Well, have fun looking like a Burger King employee.
1: I will. <laughs> actually, my, my hunt is pretty blue with the future war cult stuff. I don't have a lot of uh, yellow and red on me. So, yeah. I have a full set of the gear now already as well. I got, it was actually, sounds like I've been pretty lucky then just from turning in all the tokens. I just got one of each <laughs> one helmet, one gloves, one chest, one boots, one cape.
2: All I wanted was the DO cloak and a whole bunch of shaders.
3: So.
1: <clears throat> yeah their cloaks are usually pretty cool i mean i can look down to dead orbit from the nightclub at the top there <laughs> i can press my face against the glass and dream of what was
2: it's the uh it's the <laughs> broken sleeping bag cape
1: <laughs> yeah. i'm just like wipes hand on glass looking at jalal i'm sorry <laughs> i had to leave no it's pretty cool that's okay. that, that, means there's, that means that means' to to future war cult to dead orbit on the podcast now
2: that's right no new monarchy
1: well of course not <laughs> <laughs> no I'm gonna I'm when I run my Titan, who I'm gonna run through next I'm gonna make her new monarchy because I did in the first one too because the gear they have is pretty cool and I don't really care nice
0: well I think we we lost gab a little while ago and yeah. I think you're getting ready to lose all of us i think uh <laughs> we're kind of coming to a close here yeah um, hear that
2: mad
1: pygmy
0: no new monarchy the only <laughs> guy i know
1: um is <laughs> is um raging poop as well maybe cuz i was looking knows. through the uh i was looking through name, the list of people on on, on <laughs> looking through the list of people online today cuz i noticed everyone had changed their emblems two things or well, not everyone but some people are Like oh, mad many... and raging
0: appropriate for new monarchy people <laughs> um, and
1: like he looked like a new monarchy emblem so maybe so
0: anyway it's awesome. good to be back it's yeah. fun to to get to to chat again and and uh i like talking about the game since we've been playing it for a while so it's good times um well you know where to find us obviously uh anything else before we gotta go uh, congratulations to Arak Jalal for no longer standing in a puddle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Dry I was boots. wondering if he would stand on one of the stains on the ground. <laughs> but sadly no, he has a carpet now. But he's uh he's upped his eye makeup game, so
2: Yes he has.
1: Thumbs up for that. <laughs> well Yeah is anything else?
0: Maybe we'll be back in a more consistent basis since we're we're kind of right now just kind of chatting through all this interesting stuff and and still digging through the deep lore if there is a lot I don't know we'll we'll oh well,
1: there's yeah. all this fresh fun new material yeah. to work with
0: oh yeah and it's all new
1: and we can forget the old and it's great well <laughs> oh, I mean the old, not, but... not forget the old but it's not all clogged and bogged down by some of the inconsistencies I think.
2: Like I said, there's there's no repository in the game for any of, like, the... Like, everybody thought, like, the show lore button was going to be a, an amazing thing for this community, and it turned out to be, like, meh, and a lot of those things aren't that great, the the show lore thing. And then there's all the, like, oh, there's over 80 scannables across the entire Destiny world, and you can scan them an infinite number of times, and that's never stored anywhere. Like, there's no... There's no record book. There's no collection. There's no kiosk to see what we've got and what we don't. There's the collection aspect of that is is gone.
3: So, but
1: I feel like in a way that makes it, that benefits us a little bit as a podcast who collects and organizes all these things and connects right. them together. Well, I'm saying, because it now takes, it's harder for people to do that on their own. It but takes you,
2: us more time to do
0: it. It's so yes. weird. It's so weird, though, because, you know, they made a big deal about here is a very unique and special um oh not logo what the hell are those called your your um crap the thing around your name in the game I'm half asleep The emblems? The emblems. Here's your emblem for being a lore hunter um yet in this game we don't keep track of of anything Any that of you that found. Stone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, they made a big deal it was a Here's this, you know, get, well, I don't remember what the score, you had to get 5,000 Grimoire score or more or something like yeah. that. I
1: didn't get that. And you didn't uh, get it? No, I thought I had it. I thought I had it. I didn't have um a lot of the Crucible ones. Oh, I know. <laughs> and my boyfriend has it and he's wearing it like, I'm not a law master, but I'm the one on the podcast.
0: <laughs> I wish it would actually show... Your old yeah. grimoire score. Your old That'd score, be cool.
1: yeah. would be perfect for that.
0: Not that it matters now, though, because you don't get any score, and you don't have any record, and you don't have any way to track it, so. Oh, well.
1: No, and our, our good friends over at Ishtar Collective are more valuable than ever. Correct. To have a collection and a, re, a, a searchable place for all the info. but They're, doing, but they're as, doing great work with the transcripts of the scans and things.
0: So. all right well i guess uh until next time and hopefully it won't be Very as long, long of here. a next time um we will
2: just uh... a, like a million rocks falling off a traveler directly into the city
1: <laughs> you can, can take one harm, bring it for luck
2: do like just people just pick them up in the city and suddenly become <laughs> guardians <laughs>
1: uh they paint a little ghost it, face on it it
0: hits you in the head and kills you <laughs> and then a the ghost is oh go get that guy
1: <laughs> travel <to> the, oops <laughs> oh i told we
2: totally got cut off talking about uh asher wanting to make artificial guardians Anyway, we'll talk about that next time
1: yeah we we can delve into asher and his shenanigans and involvement with Eris and other people
0: what the hell did he call zavala vuvuzela vuvuzela, vuvuzela. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps he always talks about how big of an imbecile he is and they, oh, yep. man, it's so good if
1: yeah, i love his little impression of zavala he does in that mission <laughs> i'm zavala and i would join in because i'm a fool <laughs>
0: <laughs> right he does that a lot i'll headbutt it i will headbutt it <laughs> so. all right i gotta go to bed it's late and we've been yeah. oh, this is a long one um yeah we'll be back soon a long show where
2: we talked about nothing
0: yeah yeah that's basically it um but at least we're getting a show out there to everybody who's missed us I'm, I'm excited we made a
1: start on destiny 2 which is the show the show, gates this show is a
0: mile wide
2: but an inch deep so
0: right yeah <laughs> yeah all the, every other podcast out there's had like five episodes since destiny 2 dropped we're like yeah we'll get around to it all right you know, what are they it. about uh the game i guess i don't know reset that's what this is about i don't know yeah I don't
1: know. We're catching up. We're we're cool. We're good.
0: Okay, bye.
1: (laughs) See you next time.
0: Bye. See See you all next time. time.